Appendix.com show. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis and the OGK dub, Kenny Watson. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. <laughs> Happy Memorial Day, everyone. You're live in Las Vegas on the Pulp MX Show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. As usual, hope you had a good holiday. I got my co-host here, Kenny Watson, K-Dub. How are you? Good, man. Hi, Jeff. Did you have a good day today? Uh, Awesome. Awesome weekend here in Vegas. If anyone doesn't know, Memorial Day is one of the biggest weekends in Vegas. And yes, rehab in the pool was retarded. Never seen so much silicone and high heels in one place in my life. Nice, nice. There's a there's a Twitterer follower I have that was looking for you. I was there. I I, I, I hit him back on the Twitter. I was in oh, Cabana yeah? 48, oh. not 43. And if you don't have a wristband to get up to the Cabanas, you might as well just start waving because you ain't getting up there. <laughs> nice. And then with me also is uh, my buddy JR. JR, how are you? How's it going? Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays to you too, buddy. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What? Do you guys celebrate Memorial Day? We do yeah. not. We do not. It is. Uh, we have a Veterans Day or some sort of day for fallen soldiers. Uh, I don't know when it is. I think it's in September. That just shows you how gnarly we are compared to Canada. Why? Because we have a lot more uh, veterans and more. We sell. We, we we support our troops a little bit harder. I don't know if you've seen the the, the Coca Cola Six Hundred. That's a Memorial Day race, buddy. Okay, hey, that was on yep. yesterday. That was right. awesome. Yeah. Just the whole opening ceremonies to the troops, to the fallen troops, to the troops that are still there. Okay. You know what? If you're sitting in front of a computer, just stand up and put your hand over your heart and just proud okay. to be an American. But right. Salute hmm. your troops. Okay. My, my wife downstairs, uh, her brother, two, three tours in uh, Iraq. That's and, awesome. And her dad also as well. So Let's See that? I, I know. I Angie, know. I look at you in a totally different way now. I'm yeah, going to salute you every time I see you. Okay, all right, fantastic. So this is the Pulp MX Show. You're listening to a Memorial Day edition. Uh, let's get right off the bat. Let's hit our sponsors up, who we could not do without this. Uh, TREMX.com. Your buddy, Jason, TREMX.com. Free shipping, anything over 100 bucks. Home of the Racer's Edge, your one-stop shop for all your moto needs. Pulp MX Show, all caps, on the TREMX.com to get a discount just for listening to the show. X-Brand Goggles, thexbrand.com, E-K-S, brand.com. And uh, the goggle choice of uh, Michael Lessie, second place finisher at the USGP this past uh, you know, yesterday. As well, um, uh, check them out on the web, and you can, we'll have a discount code later on for you on uh, the show. JGRMX.com, JGRMX.com, suspension and motor services for you. Uh, you check them out on the web. You can have the same work done by the same people that, uh, that Brayton, and uh, Justin Brayton and Josh Grant have, and uh, check them out. Leading industry people, fork dinos, shock dinos, uh, everything the NASCAR team has, they, they can lean on all of that. And they're an emerging aftermarket company, a few top privateers running their stuff as well in the Nationals. So, Coy Gibbs and the guys, Watson, trying to, trying to uh, break out and become uh, a little bit pro-circuitish. They're doing a great job. They are. They, they got are. the technology. They got the deal. So, uh, check out JGR. You will not be bombed. <coughs> And uh, as, as well, somebody in the chat room says uh, November fir- 11th was Remembrance Day. I know there's that, but there's another day, I think. We have that day, November 11th, but I think we have another day. That's, so. that's pretty solid. You know, that, that you November 11th was cool. It was half you a day don't even school. know. That's like an American not even knowing what day the 4th of July is. Buddy. Right, right. Well, so. We have June 1st as Canada Day. So okay, our, at least our, you know that. July 1st. 
See, so, see what first... I'm talking about? You're wow. not at my level, dude, when it comes to I'm anything not. besides. So not at his level. See, this, this will tell you a little bit about Mathis. The guy just has his face in front of the computer and eats, breathes, sleeps, motocross, supercross. That's it. That's all he knows. And he I knows do. how to save dogs. That's it. Yeah. He's a man no. without a country. So, uh, yeah. Very shallow. I know hockey. I, I hockey? know hockey. You don't know yeah. hockey because your teams aren't even in the, in the freaking and, playoffs. And uh, also, Rockwell Watches is one of our sponsors. Yeah, And Rob. I have uh, rockwelltime.com. Rich? Rich at Rockwell. Um, good guy. Pumped on the show. Likes Kenny for some reason. Likes him. Seems like, seems like him more than me. But uh, Understandable. We've got a trivia, co- <laughs> trivia contest in honor of our guests tonight. Our guests tonight are, we're going old school. Johnny O'Mara is going to be on winner of two USGPs. Probably should have been three. As well, Kyle Lewis, privateer hero, Japanese champion. Uh, so we're going old school with Johnny O with the 80s. Lewis is the 90s. And multi-time uh, Mickey Thompson champion. Yes, Multi. let's not forget that because we did throw that out when Jim Hawley was on the show. So, Kyle Lewis. Um, Lewis is a badass, and the best part is uh, Kenny Watson worked for him and his bros with him, and so that should pro- in itself should provide us with entertainment. But in honor of Kyle Lewis being one of our guests tonight, the trivia question is... What year and what round did Kyle Lewis win his first 125 Supercross in? What year and what round did Kyle Lewis win his first Supercross? Uh, Steve at directmotocross.com is the email. First person to get the right answer gets a $50 Rockwell gift certificate. Wow. Uh, uh, to use on the website. 50 bucks off anything on the, ro- on, the, on the website. When do you announce the winner, by the way? Uh, you know what? That's actually a great question. I was going to announce the winners from last week. Right now. That's what I was And I just to. remembered. Okay, a guy from Australia won. Okay. Uh, I've sent him out, and another guy won from Oregon. Uh, they both said thanks. Good job. They got Kenny's riders right. There was uh, a total of about 10 answers. Three or four right. I took the top two, and then the other guys were, were, were off the mark. So like who, somebody, what, 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 what was the right, uh, the winning answer? Well, in all my preparation for tonight's show, I seem to have forgotten. Can I? Can I? Do you want me to tell you your notes? My the, notes. The top yeah. five. Yeah. It was, it was five to, riders. Right? Forgot to write that on your hand. No, okay. I went with. I think we went with three. We, had we, to ended, go, we ended up going down to three. We okay, because you know Deegan. You knew Deegan and Lawrence. We need those three. No, because he. No, gave we didn't away, give Deegan. We gave away Lawrence. You so. gave away Lawrence. Yeah. When the show okay, started. you got yeah. Deegan. Yeah. You got Swink. Lawrence. You got Swink. You got Paul Curry. You got James Eichel. Those are just five. Yeah. There's more than that. Well, Metzger. Okay, there, that's why I said there's you, more you than that. You rode one race for there's you, right? There's Metzger. Yep. There's Travis Preston. You know, a lot of people when know you were remember. there, Preston? 1999. Okay. Travis Preston. All right. Well, anyways, we got two winners. He was number 43. Yes. West Coast and Outdoor National. Sean Ulikowski was his mechanic. Did you guys share a box van then because you worked for Phil? Uh, this is what the deal was. We shared it on the West Coast. I used it on the East Coast, and then Shawnee used it for the Nationals. Oh, Phil didn't do nationals. No, Phil. Uh, Phil packed Phil, it. Up. Yeah, Phil was packed. He packed it up after '99. It was done. All right. Well, that. Uh, so, so send me uh, an email. And um, you know, people were still sending in emails like on Wednesday. Nice. Like, but you got to realize that the show, people uh, listen live. Uh, looks like we got people. a. W- looks like we got a winner of this magnitude. You the know? MX chick. Uh, MX chicks in the chat room, Kenny. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no. no. I just. I would just like to remind people of this. Douchebag. Yeah. Please come home. I miss you. Oh, that was from last week's show. Please nice. come home. I miss you. I didn't get a chance oh, to splice that. Me I didn't right get a now. chance to splice that audio the way I wanted Douchebag. to. 
Who's the douchebag? Please come home. I miss you. I didn't say douchebag, though. You, no, you said douchebag to Paul Lindsay. I, I must clarify. I didn't get a chance to splice that audio. Okay, well, I don't want her to think oh. that I called her a douchebag. No, You're no. You're going to have to bust no. out another question now because clearly he texted her the no, answer. No, I didn't. What yeah. does she want? Dude, she gets free no, Rockwell I watches. I took it from here and gave it to her. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so what does she need? My guy's still she wondering. She don't need no gift certificate. Hey, so you're listening to the Pulp MX show. She's um, my princess. She gets anything she wants. Don't forget, you can listen to this on iTunes uh, later this week. You can listen to the archive later tonight if you want uh, to re-listen. And uh, we thank you for listening live. You know this show is catching on a little bit. More and more people seem to be getting it. And uh, the emails are coming in. Kenny's getting actually people who need his email address because they have something to say to him. So I passed your email address on to a couple of fans this week. Hope you don't mind. Perfect. Uh, Kenny at hhtat.com if you just want to email him directly. Hey, I'm here for the people. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, are you here to put your mic up to your mouth or no? No, not that that close. I'm here for the people. Okay, thank you. I thought you were here for the pay. And, and since the pay, and the pay, the pay is good. I paid him last week. We time and a half today since it's a holiday. No, Dang. no. And actually, because it's a holiday, thank you for listening, everybody. I know you're spending time with uh, your family this weekend in honor of the fallen soldiers, and we appreciate you coming on to pulpmx.com. So, Omera, Kyle Lewis, coming on a little bit first, though. Uh, the race of the century, as Motocross Action called it, um, the USGP at Glen Helen. Now, Kenny, uh, you've perused the results. Uh, Caroli is a bad dude. Um, let Michael Essie by. Realized he could jump all the jumps, climb all the hills in third gear from a broken shifter slash shifter that fell off and uh, and passed him back and, 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 and won the moto. Hey, uh, Caroli. That's big nose for you. But no, like, no, no. Okay, yeah. I graduated from big nose to yeah, Caroli because right. I, give not, I, I didn't know much about the guy because I, I, I don't really follow the GP circuit. I knew we did a couple of things. Um, our team used to use this one exhaust that he used, so it was kind of a camaraderie. No, don't even say ever say that name. Okay, this exhaust company. They paid you a crap load of money. No, they did. They owe us a crap load of oh, money. Oh, really? Yeah, and Ooh. the guy that runs that place is a freaking crook. Okay. All the right. Italians are okay, but the dude that runs it in America is an idiot. Don't look for Leo Vince to be sponsoring the Paul Mex show yeah, anytime soon. Put it this way. <laughs> Go buy Bob a Kropovich pipe. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Buy a Kropovich. It's the best pipe out there. Hart and Huntington backed it. James Stewart runs it. They all run it. But what I'm trying to get at is that Caroli, um, what Caroli did this weekend, I give him a lot of respect because he came to Mike Alessi's backyard, who I figured was going to win that race hands down. Yes, I'm with you on that too. And. He handed it to him with his bike stuck in third gear with no shifter yeah. for the last you know seven eight minutes whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yep. Rode awesome, and uh, I just thought he was just he was just one of those guys that was just so much better than everyone in Europe, and he just outclassed him kind of like right. Stefan did back in the yeah. day. But dude, the guy hands down is an awesome rider. I would love to see him come to America, yep. and uh, you know I'll be the first one to reach my hand out to him and call him Mr. Caroli. Nice, nice. There we wow. go, making amends. Uh, Mike did go two four for seven. How did, hey, how did Jeff do? Jeff wasn't there. Did he? Oh uh, no, I, I know he wasn't there. But was he? T- did he race his RC car? I'm not sure. You'd have to ask Jr. about that. No, no RC <coughs> car race. Not that I know. Of. Uh, Marvin Musquin decimated the 250F class. One-one big leads. Yeah. Um, seven minutes left in the second moto. The Red Bull finish line arch blew down due to the winds. Landed on a couple guys actually. Yeah. And they landed. Ref, they landed on the moto. It landed on a monster guy. Uh, yeah. Ironically yeah. enough, <laughs> a monster energy rider. Yeah. Hey, you know it'd be rad uh, if if uh, Mus what's his name Muscrep. Musquin. 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 If he would have stopped and got a drink of water or like... Like Carla. 
Yeah, that, like that's so. Twist, yeah. yeah, I think uh, that's dope when people do that. Yeah. They stop and they toy and they play with people. But dude, it sounds like the kid's yeah. the real deal. Yeah, man. he is. I and uh, I'm looking forward for him to come on. I wonder how his supercross skills are. Oh, they're good. I was at Bercy. They're fine. Good. Um, the the uh, it was like a it was like a national advertisement for KTM man. La hmm. Musquin. Hurlings was fast at times. Uh, Caroli, Nagel was very quick. Yeah. Uh, Alessi, it was just orange bikes everywhere you looked. Let me up ask you a the question. Front of the pack. Simpson. They probably would have top three had it not been for Nagel crashing. Yeah, the absolutely. Let me yeah. ask you a question. Do you think the rise forward. of KTM right now is because of Stefan coming in a few years ago and working and picking some riders and, and working with their program? Do you think that has anything uh, to do with it, or do you think they're just uh, bankrolling it and just getting the best guys? No, I think I think they are the the team Honda of the '80s over there because they have had the top guys for many years before even Stefan got there. They were winning GPs, winning championships. They've just always, well, not always, but for ten years now, fifteen years, been the team in Europe, and they're just a powerhouse. They 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 do pay a lot of money for the riders. Um, interesting thing I learned this weekend: Stefan's uh, common law chick, not married, just whatever they have baby, I think together. She's an agent for a lot of the riders on KTM. Wow. And Stefan is the one that is in charge of hiring their riders. Uh-oh. So oh, people wow. are wondering how those negotiations yeah. go. <laughs> Can you say conflict of interest? Yeah. Anyway, so I, I was making a joke because, hey, we got that over here in America. So welcome. We got the same thing. We got an agent who represents a, a, an energy drink company uh, who's getting it on the back end. Uh, well, you, you know, know what? So it's just kind of funny how that shit goes on over coming, there and over here. Coming, coming, Moving to Las Vegas the last three years and living here, um, <laughs> knowing how things work, you know, if uh, if you're if you run a casino or you're the, you're the VP of a casino and you guys are doing a construction job, yeah, you, you get to hire the construction guys. So there's a lot of this. Hey, I'll give you this job. Your bid's ten million. You do twelve. I'll give you the job. And on the backside, you give me two. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know uh, what? Even it's, worse than that, because I mean, I'm on a, I'm in the business on a much lower level. But now they just go make their own companies. So I own a casino. I'm gonna make my own construction company and then hire my company to build it. Yeah. And and jack up the bid. Vegas, so it's Vegas. Its, roots Vegas. Are, its roots are still here from the gambler uh, roots back in the day. That's it. Really? Man. You guys have both seen that, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's well, the that, same way in our business. I mean, there's yeah. a couple agents out there, and no names to be said, uh, that work for a, a powerful energy drink sponsor that it's, uh, you know, a lot of fingers are pointing at him that he was crooked and this yeah. is crooked, but no one knows. And you know what? <laughs> hey. Maybe if all of us were in the position where they had it, we had a chance to double or triple dip that we can say that we might all do it too. I don't know. Hey, I, I know knows. a good story about... Uh, you know, uh, a, a team manager that dealt with this energy drink sponsor uh-huh. and knew that the guy was was pocketing off him. He came to him and said, hey, I'll get you this deal, but you're going to have to get me on the backside. So this team manager went to the company and told him what he did, and the company was like, hey, if we get you, we don't care what that guy does. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He has a budget and whatever he needs to do. Right, wow. Because he works off of... Uh, um, back to the GP. Um, Rhino. Uh, Lindsay and I had a bet that Rhino would make the top 10. Did Lindsay win? Uh, barring, barring a crash out. If, if Rhino crashed out, then I the bet was null and void because I did say there was a high chance... That he was going <clears> to <throat> put it up. <clears throat> let me ask you this. Should I pay him or not? What did he qualify? Well, he qualified 8th. But there was there was some luck to that. But in the motos, he went, he went. I think sixteen. Hold on, I got the results right here in front of me. Actually, he DNF the second. Let me ask you a question. How do you qualify lucky? Don't you do 28, it twenty eight, twenty nine, or something like that? Okay, no. 31st. Rhino went, Rhino went sixteen, uh, DNF crashed out. So he did crash out. But with the sixteen in the first moto, he ain't getting top ten. Like he was not on the pace. 
to get top ten. I thought if had he, he not crashed out. If, if so, uh, technically I win the bet. Technically, it's no bet. You said if he crashes out, there's. It's I know, no bet. but Rhino was 16 in the first moto and well, well off the pace. Like, sure. well, Steve, it sounds so, like to me you're second guessing yourself. So don't be a welcher. Just even pay up. It, just even though it's right. hard to pay Paul anything, just pay <laughs> up. Did you? I think I'm gonna pay you because. Need to pay. Uh, really. Uh, you know, the, I just he wouldn't have made top ten. He would not have made top ten well, if he would have like twelve. He got twelve, and then he crashed out second moto. I'd be like, hey, Lindsay, the bet is I. You know, yeah, he but crashed out. But dude, his sixteenth even was lucky. Like he was not nearly as good I as think, I thought. I think the the terms so. should be clarified because I was sitting right here. I, I could have swore you said the bet is off if he doesn't crash out. If he does crash out, the bet is off. If he does crash out. Right. Yeah, Meaning yeah. he's got to finish both motos. Right, he's right. claiming top 10. You're yeah. saying no. And right. so eh, he you know crashed what? out. The bet was I off. I say pay him. I, I think I'm going to pay him. you got to pay right. him, dude. We can't, we're not I vultures pay on the show. Right. I'd, so, give him, I'd give him your ticket stub to the uh, Kyle Chisholm uh, had bike problems um, in the qualifying race, which resulted in a 38th gate pick. But he was certainly a 5'6 guy, judging by his speed. Who do you ride for? Uh, Moto Concepts Yamaha. They were all there. Is he riding for them outside? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah. And uh, Sipes, Sipes, another American, rode the first moto and then packed it in the second moto, said he felt unsafe, didn't like the track, and he was on his practice bike and was over that. So he quit. Uh, Travis Baker went sixth in the first moto. That was very impressive. Yeah, what happened in the second? Uh, I see it. Second moto, actually, his, he got roosted and his goggle lens popped out. That would be it. Uh, what be kind of goggles Definitely wasn't EKS. X-Brand goggles. X-Brand goggles. That shit uh, happens with Oakley's Oh, well, yeah. No, he got roosted. I mean, he got hit with a rock, so that shit happens. But uh, um, what about the crowd, uh, Justin? You watched it on uh, on the internet. There was hey, what happened to Dietrich? Dietrich, oh man, Dietrich, not so, um, good. Not so good. Let's uh, let's pull up his results here. I couldn't get the the results on a piece of paper, and we'll go through that in a little bit here. But uh, uh, Dietrich was outside the top twenty. Yeah, Dietrich scored no points on the day. I believe he went twenty four thirty eight. He DNF second moto. He so needs to take those guys off road. Very surprising that Dietrich couldn't uh, couldn't do well. I mean, he was yeah. he was. Top five, a national guy. And who, uh, what do you, what do you ride, who do you ride for? What do Cowies, you ride? Team Green Ride. Yeah. yeah. They have a semi out there for Yeah, him? yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> so Dietrich disappointed. Uh, Rhino disappointed. Uh, BT 101, though. Surprise of the day? Um, yeah, yeah. The way he, like, because he didn't just win the second moto. Killed it. Killed it. And and first moto, he was all over Mike. Controversy reigns with that one. Uh, but, uh, you know, he couldn't. Uh, yeah, he was running. He was he, he was, he was getting exactly. Mike. Yeah, he was and, getting him. And then and his head pipe broke and he DNF'd. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I think he might have some uh, momentum going to the uh, the rest of the season mm-hmm. outdoors. Mm-hmm. And he's what he he what he finished at SAC. He was up there, right? Uh, uh, yeah, like six Overall. five or something. Yeah. So he's still in it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, going to no be interesting, it. man. It's going to um, be interesting. <clears throat> uh, one American that did ride good was Zach Osborne. Yes, his season best, second overall. Um, I'm he not going to really say it. Good. I'm not going to say it, but I'm not going to say that I called <laughs> it. I he but, called it last week. Uh, I don't Zach, know. Let's go back to the archives. He might have mumbled something about him being there or <laughs> right. having uh, an, you Ameri- asked me, an American. You asked, me, any... you asked me who 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 do I like in the 250 or the the, the lights class? Yeah. And, I, and that's the only guy I MX2. know. That's the only that's the only class I know. <laughs> that's the only, the only rider I know, you know in that yeah, class. Right, put it that way. Right. So I picked him, and uh, I got lucky. It's like roulette wheel. Well, he rode really good. I was impressed with him, and I talked to him for a while. And uh, was he happy? Uh, he's very happy. He said, "Give him some love in my column," and of course, I will. When you get second overall, I mean, why not? Why is he on the show? He had. Well, can, oh, he, can, can he get it? Oh, you almost dropped. Come on, dude. Why is he on the show? Full of spit, chew, and it's going to fall on my carpet. Yeah. Big uh, deal. You got dog shit all over your carpet. What's where, the where's the dog shit? Yeah. 
please point Angie, out. Angie just picked it up. I watched it. There's oh, no God. dog poop on this carpet. No, thank you. I just got, got your cleaned, bed. as a matter of fact. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Saw Stanley Steamer driving away. Yeah, thank you. Uh, let's talk about this, though. I don't have the paper results because I was not allowed in the press tent. Because I, I, love I, it. I was denied a press credential for the USGP. Love and it. all you listeners, I would like you to know right now, I couldn't figure out what it was in speaking to... Are you serious right now? With the microphone and your, your trail mix, you're opening around live on the air? Just keep talking, dude. We're live. You can't take your headphones off? Uh-uh. Okay. Very distracting. Dude. If, if Tiger Woods was here trying to putt or hit a yeah. hit a drive off the tee... I'm, I'm Finish your story, dude. People are going to love it. thrown, dude. People are okay, so... So uh, what happened I, to you at the USGP? Yeah, thank you. I spoke to the uh, press secretary for the for the United States, who's Italian that lives here and works here. What's the guy's name? Mario Marini. He wow. got to move your microphone up, Kenny. He could not tell me what it was that I did to not get a press. He just said I'd been negative towards the GPS. I had uh, I had I, I need to just not make a big deal out of this. Come to the GP. Be respectful of the GP. That's his words. And uh, you know, down the road they'll revisit it and look at it. Well, to me. I, I told him, I said, you know, I did a podcast promoting the GP this week with a top journalist in, in, in Holland. I've called Coppins, Everett's, uh, David Thorpe. I've done a lot of GP stuff. I've visited a GP on my own dime, does nations on my own dime, wrote about them. I couldn't figure out what the deal was, and he wouldn't tell me. Well, under dark, cloak and dagger, something out of Watergate, I was approached by another journalist that said, hey. Was this journalist American? No. He was a guy from over there. Okay. He said, hey, I've, I've been talking to some people. I think it's bullshit. You don't have a credential. And I'm like, okay, all right. And, uh, and he said, so I've been talking to some people. He's like, do you have some sort of Giuseppe call to your show? And I'm like, yeah, I have a radio show. This guy named Giuseppe calls in, and he's funny as hell. He's like, ah, well, this, this call is... That's is, the problem. This call is what got you, uh, got you in trouble, which <clears throat> for me... I was amazed because I guess the guy thinks I, I, I make the call up, which I don't. And second of all, I can't believe this crappy-ass little show gets over all the way to, into Italy somehow hey, or hey, America or whatever. Obviously, it's not a crappy little show. Right. Maybe, maybe, we're, uh, maybe we're not a crappy little show. We should, so, call, we should call him up and so, get him on the show. Yeah. This is, a, this is a man who can't walk through the pits without two bodyguards at For all real. times. For real. I swear to God. When he walks through the pits, straight up, because usher. and I asked somebody why, and I was trying to get a photo of this because this would be so hilarious. I asked somebody why. I guess three, four years ago, when he got rid of purse money, he got a pie thrown in his face by a French journalist, huh. and uh, and that is why. So two bodyguards through the pits at all times, and uh, and this is the leader of the of the European uh, GP. So anyways, sure. so that Giuseppe call. Also too, I write for an Italian magazine called Motocross, and. Something in there as well tipped them off, and I don't know what it w ticked them off, and this I don't know what Italian? it was. Which guy? Giuseppe. Yes. That's the problem right there. <laughs> wow. Well, Kenny, Kenny Watson striking a blow yeah. for the. I think but here, here's the thing about this: the, the, by not deni by denying me a press credential, I'm not I'm not trying to say that it's going to create more press. Well, this is what I'm saying. It's a bigger story. I had a ton of people being like, "That's bullshit, Mathis fans." Yeah. What little fans that were there? Sure. Uh, journalists come up; they can't believe it. You know, people were mocking me outside the press tent. They were yelling at me when I was like standing by. Like, yeah. And I had a lot of people come up and ask me about it, and they they kind of created a spectacle by not giving me a press pass. Yes, yeah, the story behind the. Story. I don't really care. I paid one hundred and thirty dollars to go to the USGP. Parking was uh, ten bucks a day. Uh, thirty dollar pit pass, seventy dollars to get in plus service charges because I bought it all online. Sure. So I paid one hundred and thirty dollars, and I was there. 
I got to go everywhere I wanted to go. Well, no, I didn't, but uh, I didn't get to go in the press tent. I didn't get to go to some areas to spectate that I could have, would have liked to have gone. But, uh, you know, anyways, uh, so, yeah, so the, 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 the Giuseppe call, that's called him twice, he's, he, and I'm not sure if he's listening right now or not. I'm not sure if he's calling in tonight or not to explain himself, but this Giuseppe call, which, if you listen to the call... He bags on Coombs and MX Sports. Yeah, it's not derogatory. Like, it, it, it's, it's a parody of a dude of an Italian dude, but he's really not saying much. Yeah, you if, know, if anybody's going to deny you a press credential, it's going to be Coombs. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> I would think so. So this journalist, you know, he was whispering to me. He was, he was, you know, he wasn't. He was looking around. He, that's what he told me. He said that this show, this Giuseppe call, and as well the uh, something I wrote in Italian magazine, which boggles my mind because I can't think. I've, I've, I did interview Davy Coombs for the. Uh, for the magazine, but that's because my editor asked me to. He's like, "Can I get an interview, Davy Coombs?" So I did. You know what we so, need to do? Nope. If you're listening out there, uh, Javier or uh, Giuseppe. Xavier, Giuseppe. Xavier, Xavier, if you're listening, Xavier Ardar. Yes, yes, exactly. You need to give us a call sometime and see if you can get to the bottom of this whole deal because I know that you know this man. And I he, does. Hear, he does. He does. And no. I want to know your. I want to know your take on it, and get those guys back, and let's let's get to the bottom of this. Right. Because you know what? In any other sport, if uh, someone doesn't like a journalist, they still get in. They still get into the locker room. They still do what they have to do every week. Yeah. And it's their job to, to cover it. Yeah. So I think that's bullshit. Yeah. No. I. I, and I the mean, sport's not big enough. It's not Formula One. It's not. You know what I mean? So the th- whatever. The, th- the thing is, is, is the call to the, the fake call that I didn't set up. I have nothing to do with. Uh, and whatever I wrote in his Italian magazine, if you take a look at the other bodies of work that I've done as far as promoting the GPs and writing about the GPs and visiting the GPs, I would put myself probably in the top 10% of American, let's use the term journalists here just for, for sake of argument. Yeah. I would put myself in the top 10% of American journalists who cover the GPs. I, I give it more press than, than so well, many guys. I hope guys. you learned something from so. this, and I told you, why are you doing that? Why do you why, why do you go to those things? Why do you support this guy? Why do you do this? <laughs> because I'm a fan. Okay, super well, fan. Like I said, I saw I saw Antonio Caroli, and uh, I was very happy to see him. And I loved seeing the machines, the works bikes, and you know I love seeing Coppins, my buddy Josh Coppins, who I might visit a GP in, in August. Told me that he lives five minutes from the track. I can stay at his house. He'll get me a pass. I'm all good to go. So I just need a plane ticket to get me to Belgium. And what happened? No, no, I just he's he. Did you I, stay there? No, he's upcoming this August. If oh, I want to, and go. you're gonna waste your t- you're gonna go over there and not get a press pass and just go over there and waste your money. It's not, well, it's not really a waste. I'm just gonna enjoy yeah. the enjoy the enjoy it's the. It's a waste. You've got to look at this post. What it says, Mathis? Can you get Kenny a headset with a mic so he doesn't move away from it all the time? <laughs> uh, what do you think he's wearing? Yeah, no, we did <laughs> we did get Kenny a mic with a headset yeah. because of his moving away from the mic all the time. Yeah, but even the headset with the mic attached. Cannot stop him. We need to attach it to his bottom lip. The problem is, is he's he needs one of those Britney Spears things that come around the ear and yeah. don't move. Uh, but he's eating trail mix, and I think he's trying to not smack into the mic. Well, he's, he's not trying not to make noise in the mic because we were on him. So he's moving the mic up and down, but he's forgetting to put it back in the original position. What he's really doing is he's just making fun of the USGP, the whole scene, right. and making a mockery of it. Kenny, what, well, let me ask you this. Memorial Day weekend, the, the Glen Helen GP has been there before. Or the Glen Helen National, I'm sure he's been there before. It's drawn really well. I have my theories as a Canadian why there was nobody there. But what do you think the reason was? What do you think? 
it's my belief. It's Memorial Day. It's it's it ain't nothing oh. to do with. So you weren't asking me. You're just re- it's, rhetorical. It's, rhetorical. No, I'm just telling you yeah. right now that I think a lot of people rather go to Havasu and hang out at the lake than go support a bunch of euros. Bottom line. Well, I think Americans, uh, in my experience, they care about American riders. Well, let me ask you um, a question. Mount Morris, back in the day, same weekend, thirty thirty five thousand. National Guard had to come in there to keep it from being a riot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you tell me. No one gives a shit about the USGP. I well, mean, I, there are 2,000 people there probably, and I guarantee you 500 were industry people. Yeah. I was just going to say. Justin, what, what, you saw the race on TV. Now you weren't there. How many people do you think were there? You've been to the Glen Ellen National yeah, many times. I've been to local races, the national. I would say they were lucky to get a couple thousand. And like Kenny says, yeah. a, a, a small percentage, or right. a large percentage, rather, is industry. Um, the One of the turns that is basically the parking lot for the REM track Yeah. on Glen Helen National, that is filled with nothing but motorhome spots for, what, 150 bucks a piece? It was crickets there. There was a van parked up there <laughs> yeah. or something, yeah. and that was it. Right. I mean, it, 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 it was low, very low. It says Ustream is claiming 16,000 spectators. Oh, gosh. That is – there's no way. Uh, yeah. There's no – 1,600, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think they got it zero off there. Yeah. Um, it was not a good show, but uh, it was got, not a good thing to have. But the presentation was good. If I'm, if I'm taking anything away uh, – from my experience, nice job, Kenny. If I'm taking anything away from my experience uh, at the USGP that I would take to American Nationals, I would definitely not take the finish line falling down. That's not good. But I would take... Who built it? The, did they, they have their own... Yeah, it was a Red Bull arch, so they I put mean, it so in. So they bring it from Europe? The Europe yeah, guys do it? Was, it? Yeah, yeah. It was so, air-filled or something, wasn't yeah, it? I mean, it yeah. wasn't like, no, it's, wasn't it's, like a... a Pier falling down. It wasn't like no, all. It wasn't bridge. like all access. The guys that built it for the Supercrosses, those guys came out and did it. No, no. Because that's American made and American built, and the shit's solid. These colors don't run. Yeah, it wasn't uh, Union Iron Workers. Uh, that. Uh, <laughs> I would take. I would take the podium away. I like. Uh, I, I like the way the podium. It, they, it's a real big structure, and they put the bikes up on top there, and they got like uh, kind of a big. Like it looks really nice. I like that deal. I like the sound. It's quieter, and you can notice it. Myself, Rob Bidas, and Scott Scott Goggles, John Knowles, were having a conversation by the side of the fence watching the second 450 moto. And I'm telling you, you, you could not have that conversation at AMA National. There's no way. Right. I enjoy the quieter bikes. I, I, as long as everyone has to race with them, I don't really care. Sure. Um, and I would take every GP I've been to, every motocross nations I've been to, those dudes run on time. When they say that sure. that gate is dropping and they say that you need to be on the in the park for May at this they mean it. They drop it. Yes, we have like a little bit. Of, we have problems in the, in the AMA races keeping on time. Supercrosses, supercrosses not so much, but nationals for sure. And uh, and I love the fact that hey, this is the time, man. And it, it's it's good. How about so, that structure for the pits? And I don't know if it was media or team personnel or what it was, but that huge structure on the start, start straight. Meet the Red Bull. That's hospitality. No, really? Yeah. That's oh odd. no no. Oh wait. There's another structure further down. That's the mechanics area, team That's area. That's all mechanics. I mean, mechanics and teams. It's, it's two levels. Televisions. Every it. every it's a, it's a square cubicle, maybe uh, five by five. Okay. And each one has a TV, and it has a second TV for lap times. Any idea what it cost to assemble? It was uh, in. It was, it was on MXA.com. They said you'd be surprised at the cost. I, you know what? Know. It's permanent though. They yeah. didn't bring that from Europe. It's going to be here permanently. It's going to be used at the Motocross Nations. It's going right. to be used at Glen Helen, and uh, and that's a cool thing, man. I'll tell you what. The teams bring their all their stuff there, and. And all that, but you know, here's my thing: you can have a finish line that's 
that's or a podium that's bitching. You can have this two two layer deal that caught all this stuff costs a lot of money. Yeah. And but the riders that you see at AMA are getting purse money. Yeah. So, I mean, the money's got to come from somewhere. Would you rather have purse money or nicer uh, two layer? Yeah, that's why our that's why our know. series we use an easy up in one TV in the mechanics area for lap times and they get paid. So maybe those guys could take something out of our page and go back and pay these guys that are out there, you know. Right, right. So uh, yeah, you know what? That's a, that's enough of these douchebags. Let's move on. What about it? You said you stink, Kenny. I do stink. <laughs> Daddy does. <laughs> uh, like so anyway, mix. so that's uh. What else can we talk about the USGP? We're going to have Johnny O'Mara on a show in a little How bit. How about we don't even talk no more about the USGP and don't even give these guys the credibility of it and just let's move on and forget about it. I say you end it with this. You took one for the team. You did it for the Pulpit Max fans. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were banned. Yeah, I was, I was there. I was there. And like I said, they should have gave me a press pass, I really think. But hey, whatever. Oh, well. My column on Wednesday, because I was going to try to do some of it today, but I never got to it. Yeah. My column on Wednesday will be good. Some good. Some bad. Sure. Some whatever. It's not gonna me not getting a press pass isn't going to affect my way of thinking. Well, I'm gonna write about it, but it's not gonna affect the things that I saw. The racers on the track, Antonio Caroli being a badass. Dude is badass. Yeah, yeah, and Marvin Musquin being a badass and uh, and all that. Like those guys on the track. I mean, they're legit. I was I was I was surprised that guys like Chisholm and Sipes and Rhino weren't doing better than I thought. Like Speaking of Rhino, why didn't he just run the vet thing? I mean, nothing against him. Because he's Rhino. Oh, just who, who won the vet thing? Uh, Do- Dr. D, yeah. Killed it? No, no. Dr. D had his hands full in the first moto with Daryl King. Do you remember Daryl King? Dude, oh, Daryl King. But he still yeah. went 1-1. I don't like Yeah, him. but King yeah. passed him, caught him and passed him in the first moto. Yeah. And then he, he let him go. He said, because he was regrouping for the second moto, didn't get a start he needed in the you second moto. You want to hear moto. a story about Daryl King? No, he fell down. You want to hear a and story then, about Daryl King? Well, I was, I was in the middle of my story. Yeah. Well, fuck Daryl King. Oh, wow. Wow. There we go. Okay. Just like that. So yep. Daryl King fell down in the second moto okay. and had to work his way up. But uh, there's three guys. There was Matt Nielsen, who's the defending vet champion. Dude, you got you to gotta figure this out. I was talking to a guy. There are a group of 12 to 15 guys, old guys, not necessarily all fast. And they go to every GP that has his vet races. You know, they have teams and they have it, – it's just like a, like a rich man's uh, pleasure hobby. It's like a trophy truck. You know those dudes who make trophy trucks? They don't make any money. Like yeah. they're just all loaded. Okay. That's what these guys are. They're just loaded because okay. they're not racing for money or for fame or anything. And so, anyways, it just blows my mind. That, and they came all the way to America, like the same guys. So Daryl King's one of those dudes because I no, see – No, he's not. He's does not. he race in Europe or Australia? Yeah, in Australia he still races. Yeah, but he's not. He doesn't follow the circuit. Does he ride the lights class over there? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think one of the King brothers does. No, I don't think so. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, oh, I'm gonna look into that. I'm pretty sure. You're gonna look into that. Kenny's, Kenny's gonna follow up. Hey, what is research? The, what is the over under? Or no, how much yeah. would you bet, Justin, that Kenny next week does not come well, with any research yeah. about Daryl King? We have to do that behind closed doors because obviously if we put up some money now, yeah. he, he's going to take He's going to do it, right, right. But behind closed doors, There's zero we'll bet on this. Kenny going on uh, Google, yeah. Daryl King, results, lights, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I've seen his name <laughs> in there in the lights class in Australia. If there's anybody in the chat room that's I'm from just gonna Australia. Say, he'll recruit somebody. He'll pay one of his pigeons at the shop. Hey, hey look if there's this anybody up in the now. chat room from Australia, get my back. Hey. Because you know what, Math thinks he knows everything about. Okay, Daryl King, some... he's like six foot four. I know, I know how big he is. I got a good story about that guy. Oh, you weren't going to tell us, remember? I'm going to tell you because but you know did... what? I just raised some hair on the back of my neck, even though I don't have any. I was but... just going to say. 
All right. So, anyways, yeah. All right. Check well, it out. Story he came, time. He came over here, right? Ninety-three. You're not gonna tell that story, are you? What? The one. No. But the child. No. No. Okay. Good. Comes over here. Well, now that makes it look really bad. No. No. It's he, not everybody. No, he I just, comes over here. Anyways. I don't want Kenny getting too much into his move personal. On, move personal. on. Move yeah. on. Well, tell the story. We could ask Kyle about this too. Okay. Kyle, uh, I had a bike, uh, a KX250, that I Kyle. No, this was before that. This was at nine, 1990. I, I, I just got home from school, and I bought a KX250, and I was riding, and I got super hurt on it. I freaking crashed, and I said, you know what? I'm done racing. So I had this brand-new bike. Early retirement. Yeah. Kyle Lewis was struggling in his career, had some ups and downs, didn't have no money, had no bikes. So I said, hey, Kyle, check it out. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to give you this 250 to use to, for local races. So Kyle takes it to Pro Circuit, has the motor done, suspension, everything done, went to Renthal. We got all, everything was dialed on the bike. So Kyle uh, hits me up because Daryl, I don't know if people remember Daryl Atkins, but Daryl Atkins was from New Zealand and was staying at Kyle's house for a couple rounds of Supercross. And Kyle... Daryl asked Kyle if he could use the bike, and I didn't know Daryl, so I and, and I said it's up to you. So we let him use the yep. bike. Say so he uses the bike, he races the bike at the LA Coliseum. He raced supercross. I didn't know that. He brings the bike back, stripped, took the took took the suspension, put stock suspension on it, put a just totally stripped the bike. Really? Yeah, dude's a douchebag. He ripped me off. He's like the nicest guy ever. I know, but then I seen him in Japan one time, and he was like, "Oh, mate, no, no, I didn't do it." The guy that brought it back. So I shouldn't say he's a douchebag. He's all right, but that's my story about King. You, but that's why I know his name when I see it. I, I go, "Oh, that's the guy. That's Trip the guy mind. that right, I did right, that." Right. Hey, you're gonna have a chance to call in and talk to Kenny about Daryl King and about anything else, as well as Jr. and myself. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You listen to the Pulp MX Show. Uh, we appreciate you. Hey, let's call Osho. Okay. Let's give him a call. Johnny O. All right, director. Jesus yeah, wow. Christ. It's All time, right. man. Okay. Osho's a busy dude. Do -da, do -da, yeah, do you know, this is a... Uh, we, we tried to do something a little different this week, and we wanted to do kind of like a... I would say a retro, not a... Because we knew that the GPs would be really boring. So, so this is the retro version of Pulp? Yeah, we're going to call it Johnny Osho O'Mara, who I'm a big fan of, grew up... A big fan of Johnny. Okay. So, right. if you had to put a number, how many Osho stories do you have? I got a few. I got. I got quite a bit. Quite a bit. Just because uh, he was here, he is right here. Yeah. Hello there, Johnny O. Yeah. How's hey. it going, there, guys? Hey, it's Steve Mathis, Kenny Watson, my buddy Jr. You're live on the air on the Pulp MX Show. Um, thank you, Osho, for uh, coming on, man. Appreciate it. Uh, no, uh, no problem at all. Thanks for uh, thinking about me and including me. It's uh, Always cool to talk with you guys, and uh, yeah, let's uh, move forward. Right. What uh, awesome. What are your thoughts on the GP yesterday? You know, it definitely had a, a different feel to it. I mean, it felt like I was almost in Europe uh, just because of the you know low attendance on uh, uh, you know participation on the American side. But you know, I've always been a, a big supporter of the GP stuff, so I, I kind of like it. I mean, I, I just feel. Like, uh, a lot of my best memories are just doing, like, GPs and, you know, MX donations and stuff like that. So I saw a lot of old friends and, uh, you know, enjoyed seeing that new generation of guys out there to, uh, you know, see how they're doing. I, a lot of them, I just knew their names, like, you know, because I don't travel to Europe all that much anymore. But 
I uh, knew a few of their names, got to meet them firsthand, and uh, uh, a few of them impressed me. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I enjoyed it. Right, right. Now, I got you down for three USGP wins. Am I, am I right? Yeah, that's probably that's probably it. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny O really doesn't really. I'll probably know that. Got a show Mid Ohio. Yeah, Mid Ohio and a two Unadillas, I believe. I think. Yeah, and I know. Yeah, one of them I ran out of gas in the yeah. last lap. I think I would have, I would add another one or mm-hmm. something. But yeah, I've had a few, so uh, you know enough to. So does enough it, to have, Go ahead. So does it does it bum you out that some of the American guys weren't there? Like, I mean, uh, uh, you know, you can understand what their situations were, but in the end of the day, do you think a lot of the guys should have been there? Well, yeah, there's probably a side of me, you know, I try not to be too old school, you know, I, you know, cuz I'm still around the the current guys. So, mm-hmm. um like like you said, I, I do understand, you know, how racing's developed into a, you know, I mean, it's always been a business even back in my day. I mean, cuz it's it is a professional uh sport. So, um but yeah, you know, like I get a little bombed on, you know, maybe uh a few guys should have been there. Um but you know, I know we got a couple guys injured top guys that uh, probably would be there if they weren't injured. Um, but, yeah, you know, a little bit of part of me, I'm like, God, uh, why wouldn't a couple guys come out? But like I said, I do understand the flip side. Um, you know, they got a race next week. The economy's bad. I, I mean, there's across the board, there's, yeah. you know, you got neg- negative, negative, uh, some positive, you know. So I kind of I try to not get too involved on that. Right. I uh I'll tell you what, I've seen the I've been to Disney Nations, been to some GPs, and I know these guys haul ass, but I thought coming to America on on the Glen Helen track, I thought Rhino, Dietrich, Chisholm, Sipes, I thought Alessi would go one one. I was very surprised at how well those guys were. I knew they were fast, don't get me wrong, but they certainly impressed me, the Euro riders. Yeah, I uh I would I'd have to agree with you. I, I probably was saying the same thing. I thought Alessi just having a you know, that thing in his backyard is pretty much his home race. Uh, that he probably would have would have won that thing pretty demanding, uh, hands down. But, you know, Caroli really impressed me. I was uh, uh, very impressed by him. I guess I really hadn't seen him race and personally like that. And uh looks like, you know, the new KTM, the 350 plus Alessi on it too, the, the combination of the bike, his riding style. Um, yeah, he just proved to me. How worthy he is of being a, uh, a multi-time world champion? To me, I, I, I'd say he'd probably be competitive with uh, with our guys in the outdoor series. What I saw yesterday. Yeah, really. I, yeah, I think you're probably right. And then, of course, uh, Marvin Musquin too. The whole day was like a giant KTM commercial. <laughs> yeah, it really was, and uh, that that was the whole reason I was actually out there. I was, uh, I, you know, I got to see Stefan Everts. Uh, he's a real good friend of mine, and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably would. I probably wouldn't even have went out there. I just had Steph. I spent some time with Stephen during the week, and he's like, "Johnny, come on out. I want you to like kind of see how I operate, mm-hmm. see, see see my like uh, my Europe outfit. You know, like how he does it in Europe. He goes, I want to get the American KTM team up to speed here eventually. So he was just kind of like he really wanted to kind of run that by me, mm-hmm. and just like I'm a real close friend of his. And uh, so yeah, I got to see that whole whole side of it. Got it looked like. Man, it was like Team Honda in the '80s, in my opinion. It's like yeah. I was like, "Wow, look at these! He's got the white flooring." And I'm like, I told Steph, and I go, "Man, just you got to duplicate this in the U.S., and you guys would be like mm-hmm. a global powerhouse." And yeah. uh, you got the new bike. You got, you know, you got it going. You know, you're in charge. He's the director of racing now. Yeah. He goes, "I know, but it's still going to take a. It's a process, and and it's going to take some years, and hopefully they have enough." Uh, 
funding to possibly get like a, a top guy on the bike to maybe showcase it in Supercross and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I got to see a little, you know, that side of uh, the KTM effort, which was uh, kind of cool, cool to be, you know, having him show me around and stuff. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the uh, is it true that Stefan like really idolized you when he was a kid, and that's kind of how you guys became friends? He's just uh, he looked up to you as, as a rider. Is that uh, kind of how the connection was made? Yeah, you know, it really is. It's like you know, I'm like you know, it kind of really humbles me. But yeah, when I first started racing, when I won the Middle Ohio Grand Prix, and I was the first American to do that, I was racing with his dad. His dad was more like at the tail end of his career. Mm-hmm. So, and back then, from what they they told me, uh, yeah, Stefan was just running around. He was maybe like five years old or something, <laughs> running around the pits, and he just took a liking to uh, me from the early days in the Des Nations and maybe watching videos of the USA Supercross. And uh, he just thought my style was like, you know, I was his favorite. Like, it's funny now, I see his little guy, uh, Liam is his name, and his big fan is Villapoto. And it's just funny. So probably, <laughs> yeah. if I flip that around back in my day, 20 years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. Stefan was just running around with... Uh, Johnny Osho stuff. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, Osho. Has, has, has Stefan been to the house? Yeah, my place? Yeah. So does he, yeah, know yeah. A, does he know what a freak you are? Like picking up pieces of lint, putting it in your pocket and stuff? Does he know about that? Oh, oh yeah. He, he knows me to the T. He never thought I'd have a kid. You know, and I two kids either. I have now. Yeah, everybody freaks. Stefan knows. Uh, I never thought Stefan would, too. So we kind of, like, joke on, on that, too, just because we were so hardcore at doing our jobs that, like, you know, we never – seemed like we could balance anything like you know just racing training getting the job done mm-hmm. and you know and then so it's always uh you know it's always uh you know it's like for myself people always freak that i able to uh, go on and be a family man have kids and same with them too <laughs> so we joke about that that is funny hey one last question about the gp what's your take on the uh, lack of fans there is it just the fans, I mean, the guys that were there were certainly hardcore and knew about Aprilia and knew about Everett's and knew about the history of the Grand Prix. but is it just the fact the fans want to see American racers? What's your take on that? Yeah, I was trying to figure that out myself. Uh, <laughs> I guess leading up to it, you know, just I had some of my friends that I had bikes with, and they're like, man, uh, you know, you going, Johnny? And I'm like, this and that. I, at that point, I didn't know if I was going. And, uh, and you know, so some of my friends are pretty big fans are like man i'd like to go but it's 70 bucks and so i was like what seven i i couldn't believe that they threw out 70 dollars to me and i don't know if they ended up still staying with that price tag to get in but like you know friends of mine that were thinking about going just said hey i'm not spending you know uh-huh. if they're gonna bring their son or something like that spend two or three hundred bucks they were like i'm over it so i had i had that type of feel and then i didn't know like like if the american side of it because we didn't have anybody really there other than Alessie, maybe a couple other guys that we that were in there. Um, if that if everyone just pulled back from that either. So I didn't know, but I know the pricing scares some of my friends personally. Well and then two thirty dollars for a, a, a pit pass as hey, well. Hey Osho, so. did you know that uh, that Steve Mathis, the journalist he is, couldn't get a, a journal uh, a press pass? Giuseppe Yeah, Clint. I heard I awesome? heard about it during the week, uh, you know, when I was with, with Stephen Everts and actually Eric Johnson, because, you know, Giuseppe Longo is a good friend of mine, and we got to talking about how he runs his uh, business now, and that's, that's his races, and uh, mm-hmm. Steve's name came up on, on something. So I guess, from what I understand, if you've ever said anything negative towards, like, European racing, GP racing, anything towards, like, it didn't matter if it was a racer or, or what, 
uh, you're literally not <laughs> you're invited back. Yeah. And that may have happened with Steve. Was that am I correct? Yeah. Well, yeah. There, there's there's been a couple of things, but I mean, I went to a German GP last year and I wrote some good, some bad, you know, about it, about the race and the way they did it, and uh, you know, whatever. And then also. Uh, on this radio show, this one you're on right now, there's a guy that calls in as a fake Giuseppe, and and he he makes fun of Coombs, and it's kind of like a radio parody call. We let it go because it's funny, but I guess that yep. got them upset. And uh, you know, so I, I was I was with your buddies. I spent 130 bucks to go this weekend, parking parking, uh, and then pit pass, and then entry general admission. But you know, hey, whatever. Uh, I mean, to, in in my mind, they almost caused themselves, you know, more trouble by not giving me one because everybody kind of knows the way they work so whatever i mean yeah who cares you know hey, yeah guys. yeah no i i understand that so yeah when i saw you in the pits i was uh i think it crossed my mind but we didn't talk about yeah. that you know because <laughs> i remember hearing that during the week how giuseppe is about uh yeah uh about that about stuff like that well, that's gnarly and you know i mean did you see his bodyguards around him too yesterday that was oh, pretty I, impressive. I tried to get a photo i missed it a couple times but uh Those shows so non-confrontational dude i love it yeah <laughs> i know uh, i know i did one of those podcasts with stefan I think I could hear his lip getting crunched when I asked him about the state of the GPs and, and Giuseppe and Ustream and all that. He was doing a, a fine job of, of biting his uh, biting his lip. So, biting his yeah, tongue, yeah, well, yeah. I know that he does that. He, that's exactly what he told me. Yeah. That it's just it's uh, it's gnarly. It's yeah. bottom line. It's hey, gnarly, gnarly. How? Hey, Johnny. There's some dude on our on our in our chat room asking about, um, and this is new to me. That your 1981. MX Donations Trophy was on eBay, correct or no? I did. I had an email last week about that. Uh, someone uh, saw that, so uh, you know, it, it actually. Uh, I kind of didn't even know about it, but I think <laughs> it, there is something floating around out there in my trophy, and someone might be trying to get it back for me, something like that. But I did hear that last week also on an email from a kind of an f- old friend of mine. How, how did how did you not how don't you yeah, not have that yeah. trophy? Where'd, how'd you, you lose the trophy, Johnny O? Dude, I know Johnny O. Johnny O is uh, pretty the, tight on his stuff. The thread on the net was that uh, a female friend that Johnny had given it to her oh. as a gift or something, oh. and then she gave it to some other dude. And, to Osho, but, that's bullcrap. So we got to set it? that straight for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. That uh, that is literally how it happened. Uh, <laughs> Trying to give her know, a chick, give her a trophy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that they're trying to get it back. I said, hey, it'd be cool if they gave it back to me. If not, you know, I mean, I've lived quite a while without it. I didn't even really realize I didn't have it. That's one thing that I kind of kicked myself. Uh, sure, I have some nice trophies and stuff from from my stuff uh, from my career, but I wasn't like like you know, I didn't make a trophy room and stuff like that. Like some of the current guys have. Like I told Ricky Carmichael, like, dude, just save everything, man. Make and he has it. It's just beautiful in his house because I kind of. Wish I would have done that. So right. uh, that's one area I kind of missed on. But you know, sure, I still got great memory stuff here. Hey, Osho, and, uh, I'm going to do you a favor, buddy, because we yeah. we go back quite a while. The chat room's blowing yeah. up right now. And with that. Uh, some guy just came through the chat room. Says I have the guy's number that has it. He says he emailed it to Steve. So so we're gonna we're gonna we're Pol- gonna work on that Pol- too. Max is gonna come through for Jo because uh, we, we uh, you know show me well, and you go back. Johnny O doesn't sound like he's too heartbroken over it though. Uh, he is, though, <laughs> believe me. Listen. Uh, yeah. Funny, Kenny. Uh, I talked to Johnny about this yesterday. Uh, you know, he, he. I said to come on the show and talk about the old times and this and that. And he was like, I don't know. I just feel like I've been out of it for so long. I'm a mountain bike racer, and like, here's one guy that doesn't really live in the past of of what a hero, what a motor, American motocross hero he was. Not Al Bundy with his hand in his pants. Yeah. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Johnny O'Mara. 
Uh, hey, Johnny O, how, how do you – and I understand that you and Watson go, go ways back. Uh, he was a little kid uh, uh, in your heyday, and you, you, you met him a few times. you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, my ring of friends, and, uh, and Kenny was one of them. You know, we were just teenagers, and, uh, yeah, we grew up in the Valley and all that. And uh, I grew up in Van Nuys, California, and, uh, yeah, we go way back there. Um, you know, sure, I don't have maybe the greatest memory, but I, I remember doing stuff just like normal teenagers would do. You know, I mean, we weren't out, make, I wasn't out there getting in trouble, but, you know, we were doing other stuff than just riding motorcycles. We'd go to, like, some, uh, Kenny can vouch for a little punk rock place in the San Fernando Valley. We'd just go there and play foosball. <laughs> and I think Kenny, uh, before he actually knew me, saw me somewhere, I had a Bell Ray jacket on or something like that. And he said, like, hey, you ride? And I said, yeah, you know, I ride a little bit. And then he didn't believe my name. Like, when I did tell him my name, I guess he knew something about me, but... Yeah, I've got great memories with Kenny growing up, and uh, some of his best friends are my best friends also. Kenny, do you remember that? Do you remember it? Dude, like it was like, yesterday. Can you tell him you raced or something? Oh, yeah. yeah, he yeah. Goes, I go, do you race? And he goes, yeah. And I go, yeah, I do too. And I'm like, oh, yeah? What's your name? And he told me, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's You're like, good. oh, man, this, this actually is Yeah, junk. I mean, that was before I even had a driver's license. And what happened was one of my good friends who knew – Johnny, his name was Blake Schwartzman, because Blake uh, raced with Johnny. And I used to go to the races with Blake when Johnny was still uh, like a local guy. And I wasn't really, you know, even I, I was probably 13, 12 or 13, and I was the flagger. Oh, yeah. I used to go to the races and yeah. flag. Hey, do you remember this story, J.O.? Do you remember that time at Indian Dunes, dude? I'll never forget. I was flagging, and I came back. There was an intermission. And uh, Schwart you, you took off, and you roosted Blake. Like, you just gave him a hurt, and he, <laughs> I know you're going to laugh. And you came back, and he grabbed a handful of dirt and threw it in your chest. Remember that? Yeah, I, I do remember that, because you remember how, like, uh, Blake just couldn't handle stuff like that. And yeah. I, oh, and I flipped, totally remember that. He flipped yep. out, and he goes, do you think I was wrong? And I go, yeah, I think that was totally stupid. And I was just this little kid, and it was, I remember it started raining, and I flagged all day long, and I came back, and he made me ride home in my underwear. He wouldn't let me in his truck. Remember he had that truck all painted Suzuki colors? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he made me ride in his truck all the way home in my underwear. Oh, jeez. Because yeah, I told good him. Old, good old Blake. Because I told him that I thought he was wrong, and he says, you just have his back because he's Johnny O'Mara, and I'm just this lapper. And I said, no, that had nothing to do with it. You were an idiot. Yeah, yeah, there's always mem good old Good old days, like you said, the first year. I, I never forgotten those days yeah. racing at Indian Dunes and stuff like that. Johnny, what are you uh, what are you doing now? Are you still running a mountain bike team? You still own a team or running it? Yeah, you know, team? yeah. Currently, I uh, I'm uh, the team captain of the Team Air Specialized uh, Pro Mountain Bike Team, and uh, we have three top professionals on it. And I, and I do racing myself, but I race as a master. Master meaning like age group, like the highest level of the age group. I've I've won uh, five uh, national championships cross country myself, so um, you know like, I, I still do it real seriously. And I have like I have like three of the best guys in the world, just about like Lance Lance Armstrong caliber, but mm -hmm. on mountain bikes. And uh, it's really I really enjoy that. I've you know you guys all know I've always been into training real hard, and this mountain bike thing is just a uh, passion for me and a hobby. And plus, I love to stay fit. And uh, Show Air International is a freight company that uh, takes great care of me and, and, and our mountain bike team, and they're just really passionate about the sport itself. It's, uh, it's here based in Huntington uh, Beach, 
and the owner, Scott Tedrow, is just a phenomenal guy, great friend of mine, and I just enjoy every minute I, I can with the team and, and with Scott personally. It's a great, great escape from, like, where I went from motocross and now I do this. It's just, like, it fits perfect in my lifestyle. Hey, Osho, I got a two-part question here for you. Can you confirm this for me? Back in the day, there was a rumor going around. When you lived in Simi Valley, you rode your bicycle from Simi Valley to Atalano for a, for a Golden State race. On your bicycle, you rode there and then did your thing. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, that, that's accurate. I, uh, yeah, it was like 110 miles. I did it on Saturday the day before. Uh, had, had, you know, the crew of people I had take my stuff I needed to race the next day, clothing, and just met them at the hotel. And, uh, yeah, it was like, you know, I, that's, that's stuff I've always done. It's, uh, you know, it's, I know it seems a little over the top, but, you know, I ended up winning the Transcal the next day. I left for Europe uh, <laughs> wow. for Motocross the Nations. A few days after that, I won in those nations. But, you know, everybody has a different level of, uh, you know, how they train. And, you know, like uh, some people would think that's ridiculous, but, you know, I, I do things pretty gnarly, and I have a little high tolerance for that. So it didn't really uh, you know, it's a great story, but, you know, God, it was just part of my training. I, I yeah. did that all the time. Yeah, you know, the second part of my question is, can you, can you let a lot of people know, uh, you know, like uh, Eli came out this last, last week, um, and I know that you are really, really close with John Tomac, um, and uh, you've done, I mean, knowing you for quite a while, you used to go up there to Durango and do some training. Um, when you were up there, when, when um, after, you know, you went through John's training program when he was at the top of his game and you were still doing, you know, racing. And then I know that you're still in contact with John. Do you, what, what's the difference between your training program that you used to do and what John's doing with Eli? Do you know, or can you? Uh, well, I mean, all I can say about, you know, Eli's success, it, you know, like I've had people call me just after his Hangtown win. And, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me too much. Uh, I've, with the way John, it's John Tomac and his wife Kathy, uh, raised uh, Eli, um, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, they've just, they've done the proper steps. Everything's in place. I mean, Johnny's a multi-time world national champion. I mean, he's, like, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, Eli has a mindset of a champion already. So, and then, yeah, exactly on, on the training, you know, obviously Eli's not going to train like, like, Johnny did for, uh, you know, professional road cycling or mountain bike cross country, but that's incorporated into his program to some capacity. And, you know, and, and I'll tell you one thing where he's grown up, he lives in Cortez, but you know, Johnny's lived in Durango too. It's right near each other. I mean, all the people that Eli's ever grew up around have been just like multi-time champs. I can name like probably 12 of them that are in Durango right now. And those have been all people like instrumental people of Johnny's, in Eli's career, like he doesn't know anything like people that are non-successful. So yeah, that's, that's I, I'd exactly say the mindset is phenomenal. Like I mean, that's what gets people to these levels that like people like shake their head at. Mm -hmm. So like the Eli Tomac deal does not surprise me whatsoever. In the last couple of years, he's really stepped his game up when he got when he became a teenager. And Johnny's just been twisting the throttle a little bit. Okay, here we're applying more pressure, and he and he showed it at Hangtown. Yeah, you yeah. know what, Johnny. Um, Last week on our show, you know, everyone was just like, man, where did this come from? And, and that's exactly what I said. You know, I said, okay, Paul. I, I was surprised about 
um, him winning the overall, but I wasn't surprised on his fitness and his speed and where he was at. Just because he's been raised and he's been around those people his whole life, and he, he's been bred to be a champion. He hasn't been. He hasn't had the temptations of you know a, a local teenager that lived in you know, Simi Teme- Valley, Temecula, <laughs> Temecula, to yeah. go out and get you know be that guy. Be that cool guy. And, you uh, know? and by all accounts, too, Johnny O, uh, John is is not what you'd call what we see nowadays in a lot of typical mini parents, huh? No. Uh, not not even. Yeah. I mean, if, if people listening want to know more about John Tomac, just Google his name, and you'll get a real quick uh. update on what that guy's about. I mean, right. he was one of my biggest, like, I want to say, like, uh, mentors for me, like, because mm-hmm. I did... At, at an early age, got to see how uh, Tomac did his deal, like training-wise, like the workload. I mean, the guy was racing at the highest level, and I just went, man, this is just making motocross feel like it's nothing. I mean, I just was like, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe how gnarly at that level some of those athletes were. And so, you know, I eventually got there. I raced professional on mountain bikes, too, after after uh, motocross. And, uh, you know, if it's, it's a different sport, but, uh, you know, shoot. I did learn a lot more about my body as I got a little bit more into the cycling part of it. And sure, some of it would go hand-in-hand hand with motocross, but, yeah, you can't just be a top cyclist and think you're going to be a, a motocrosser, too, because motocross is brutal in its own way also. Right. Uh, hey, we got Johnny O for a few more minutes here. 702-586-7857. Call in and ask Osho a question about, uh, well, really about anything. Uh, his Chester Cheater helmet. <laughs> His uh, his boot gaiters, um, anything. Hey, Osho, what, uh, give us a little uh, update on the, the beaner on hot sauce. Uh, Good question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I talked to it it niner today, Ed, and that's Ivan. Uh, he's uh, he's doing great, man. He's uh, he's been training with me a little bit on the bicycle last. He started like about ten days ago. He's been running quite a bit, and I just got the confirmation today that he's going to try riding his motorcycle. Uh, a, excuse me, a week from tomorrow. So we're excited about that. He doesn't know what to expect yet. We don't know, like, how the ribs are, is going to feel. But, um, you know, we may surprise ourselves and realize that, hey, he, he's ready to go. I was pretty surprised mm-hmm. when I took him on a couple bike rides. He wasn't too bad. I was like, dude, mellow out a little bit. You're expanding that punctured lung he had. But, you know, I uh, he's still pretty young. And uh, it seemed to me like he's healing up pretty quick. So we could see Ivan back there uh back in the Nationals here, maybe the second half of the series. That'd be cool. Actually, a hot rumor this weekend was uh, Valley Yamaha is going to add Grant Langston to its team. So I'm not sure oh, wow. where they're getting. <laughs> Just anybody can find a home and ride yeah. a YZ450 yeah. there. If you rode but, blue before, come yeah, on down, right? Come on I don't down. think Ivan's too pumped on that either, Johnny. What do you think about just all these other people just coming to that team? Because I know that team was built around him. And, uh, you know, like I, I said about this show, you know, when they were picking up all these guys for the Nationals, I was like, you know what? If that was my team, you know, disrespect to Chad because I think Chad's a good dude. I think I yeah. would have parked it and saved my money until Ivan came back and 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 put all my chips on him and and built it around him. And now you you come and they're using Ivan's parts and Ivan's bike and Ivan's mechanic, and uh, you know he's going to come back and he's just going to be pushed to the side. I would think. But, no, uh, I, I don't agree. I mean, well, I don't want you to agree. Tedesco's going to be the best guy on the team immediately. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. He's my guy. He's close. I don't best hang friends. out with losers, dude. Right. Buddies. Well, look, I hung out with Johnny O when I was a kid. Look at that guy now. <laughs> Good point. You don't hang out with losers. You're right. I don't. Yeah. Look at look at my team owner and my buddy. Right. My friend Johnny. You know? I'm like I'm like Eli Tomac. I surround <laughs> myself at, with champions. Look at Steve and I. <laughs> yeah. He surrounds himself <laughs> with champions, Johnny champions. O. <laughs> uh, hey, we got a call real quick. Let's uh, let's see who this is. Been. Paul Pemex Show. You're on the air. Who's this? Yeah, hey, Steve, it's Dan. 
from Oregon. Hey, Dan, what's going on? How are you? I'm good. I'm actually the one that, um, hey, Johnny, how's it going? Hey, good, Dan. What's, it, uh, how's it going? What, what do you got for me? It's going good. Um, actually, I grew up with you, Johnny. My dad was Gary Lamb. He ran the dunes um, okay, yeah, out at Indian okay. Dunes, and I used to live out and see me and hang out in your front yard all the time on my bike. <laughs> hey, Johnny, I, don't know this, yeah, I think yeah, this is the guy that used to ride the awesome. Supercross track. Remember when we used to put nails in two-by-fours on the faces of the jumps? Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, like, who's riding my track? Yeah, exactly. I think it was, I think it was either Dan Lamb or Kyle Lewis, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, maybe. What's, Probably what's both on, of us. Dan? How you been? I'm good. Um, yeah, I was actually calling about that trophy. Um, when that when that got on there, I got a hold of Mark, and then Mark tried to get a hold of you to see if we get that back for you. Um, I, I just think that trophy needs to be in your hands, and we need to get that from that guy. <laughs> Yeah, no, that would be great. Like I, you know, I, I emailed Mark right back. So we'll, uh, you know, everybody, Mark's on it, and and these guys here too. It sounds like so. Yeah, maybe I can get that back in my possession and add to my my uh, nice collection I have. That would be great. And what it, it's it's the it's from a Dis Nations. It's the eighty one uh, uh, Dis Nations win. Yeah. Okay. Right. Hey Dan, I, th- yeah. I got I got this is Kenny. Hey, I got your email, and I'll be responding to you. But just hang in there. Beautiful. All right. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> thanks for the call, bud. Thanks for calling. Right, thanks, guys. Take care, Dan. Dan Lamb. Paul Womack, Paul Womack Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, yeah, this is Sam from Ohio calling. Hey, Sam, what's up? Yeah, I'd like to ask Johnny a question. I'm just calling about, uh, I saw him racing down Mount Morris down in 84, him and Jeff Ward. Also, how did he feel about when he would always get, Ward would always win the second moto, but Johnny would always win the first, so Jeff Ward would always get the overall, but... He was really an inspiration, Johnny, who was training and everything. How did he feel about that season when that happened with Jeff Ward? Because I, I know he won the 125s in 83, but how did he feel about that in 84 when you know Ward kind of got him that second moto? Was that kind of a thorn in his side a little bit, Ward? I mean, that, that year, that 84 year? Yeah, yeah, Sam, yeah, definitely. Uh, those just uh, get to me about pretty bad, uh, definitely, like you said. Uh, it never it never changed the points that much. It's just that he got the overalls. So, you know, uh, as championship guys, sure, you want to win the overalls, but, you know, points were key. But, yeah, uh, Wardy snuck snuck a few points on me and, and took my championship that year. He, um, yeah, very disappointing. I mean, I, Yeah, because I know you won in the 84 Supercross season, so that kind of maybe made up for a little bit of it, but still. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. I've mean, yeah, never I, seen I like two guys been... go. I've, I've raced on Mount Morris. I've never seen two guys go 125s that fast because you guys just pulled away from third place. I mean, you just smoked uh, them. Yeah. That, that was Mike Byer, I believe, every week. Yes, or, on or Yamaha, yeah. Jay Whiting, yep. one of the two. Thanks, Sam. Yes. Okay, take it easy. Thanks, thanks, Sam. Take care, bud. Um, uh, all right, yeah, some calls for Johnny O. Hey, Johnny, thanks for coming on the show. We're going to let you go. Uh, kept you longer than we thought. And... Hey, Osho, one last question for you. Buddy. Okay. When you, when yep. you were, when you were, because um, I don't know if you know, but our next guest is Kyle Lewis. Um, and nice. I know, uh, you know, Kyle was another one that looked up to you. You know, you guys were both from the same town. And, uh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but Simi Valley back in the day was the porn capital of, like, no, the world, no, I think right? it is now. No, over, over the hill oh. in Chatsworth, right over on the okay. corner. My bad. <laughs> it, was the, it was the motocross mecca like Temecula used to be in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. Because, you know, David lived there, David Bailey, Johnny O. Um, a lot of guys, I remember being a youngster going over to Johnny's house, and he used to have the, the best basketball games ever in his backyard with these guys. And after David got hurt, Stanton came, to, correct, Johnny? Stanton bought Dave, David's condo from him? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, uh, 
you know, Stanton loved the area so much, too. He, he got a place. And, you know, the Honda track was there, too, back in those days. So that's how it really, uh, you know, we had Union 76's uh, property that we leased, and it was just, like you said, it was just the perfect setting. Honda, that's when we started the, the Honda Land, they called it, which was just phenomenal. So uh, we had, and then plus we had 10 other tracks all in those mountains uh, in that 10-mile radius of uh, Simi Valley. It was just the best place. Back yeah, in the day. yeah. You know, speaking of that, the old member. You know, I know you, you know the old Erringer track with the sand and the the hills. Yep. Um, I have a, I have a great story about Kyle Lewis there one time. But anyways, we'll go to that at a different time. But what I was trying to get at is when you when you like when you guys used to race the Transcal and all that stuff. You guys, the pros, like the, the all the the pros intermediates would ride on Sunday, and all the, the the guys on 80s and you know all the novices and beginners would ride on on Saturdays, and uh, I remember going to the races with Kyle when he was an AD expert, and guys like you, Wardy, Rick Johnson, would come talk to Kyle about lines and, you know, what what was going on with the track, and I just, I was like blown away, because he was just a kid, you know what I mean, and we were, me and Kyle were kids, just, you know, and I, I couldn't believe that, that he had that kind of knowledge, you know, and maybe you could just, you know, talk about that for a second. Yeah, no, I, you know, I remember that too. Yeah, obviously, yeah, you know, Kyle grew up in the, you know, back in the same time when we did. I mean, he was a little younger, but in that same uh, proximity. So, yeah, I used to watch Kyle uh, along with like Eric Kehoe and all those type of guys that were a little younger than me. They were coming up through the mini bike ranks, and Kyle was one of the the hot kids, you know, always. So, you know, like uh, I always kept my eye on like who's coming, and and of course, uh, you know, uh, Kyle was just local resident too like we were so we're always kind of rooting for each other like you know i've always uh rooted for kyle to come up to the ranks and i was i thought he had a great career i'd make sure later to tell kyle i said hello i don't see him that often but um yeah i've always been a big fan of kyle lewis's career i, I thought he had a great career right on jo awesome. right on johnny o thank you for coming on the show man i appreciate your uh, your candor your honesty always a classy guy always uh interesting talk to for sure right on jo tell uh, tell gina and the kids kate upside how you do, you know what's going on and the whole dodge family i'm stoked I that will. you got uh, you got hooked up with that program it's a good deal yeah absolutely i'm a i'm a happy camper my my life's uh totally in place thanks again for having me you guys i really appreciate you including me and uh, we'll see you at the races soon. All right, yeah, hopefully. Thanks, bud. Thank you, Johnny O. Okay, good night, guys. See ya. Bye bye. Awesome. That was Johnny O. That was on, awesome. on the Pablo Mech show. Uh, yeah, Kenny's really excited. Dude, this is like we're in a copycat show, though. Oh, yeah, I know we are. I know yeah. we are a copycat. Do you think that other, you think that other radio show is going to get like uh, a multi time champion, Johnny O'Mara, to, to come out like that and talk about lines with Kyle Lewis when Kyle Lewis was 12 right. years old on an 80? Right. No. Hey, hey, JR, what, what did you mean by this note? I'm confused. Uh, you know, anybody you want to thank. Hey, Johnny, thanks for being on the show. Anybody you want to thank? Oh, yeah, I want to thank. Oh, no. yeah. He did. He thanked his sponsors. I need to do that. You're saying me. There you go. Yeah, okay, you all right. Got it, got it, got it, got it. You as the host. Uh, thank, you for the, yeah, thank you for the tip. I appreciate it. Um, I'm still new at this. I'm not very good. Hey, but. we're all new, right? We're all new. Yeah, we are. No, uh, you know one thing? When I think of Johnny O, I think of one... Uh, one word and one word only, and that is class. Style. Well, okay, style, class. <laughs> Dude, uh, you know what? It was awesome. J.O.'s last year um, was 1989 on Suzuki. No, and you're wrong. Yeah, no. 1989 was his last no. year on Suzuki. Uh -oh. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. not. Do you want to bet me $100? Wager. Yes. Wager. $100. Okay. Wager. $100. Yes. All right, perfect. Last Thank year, 1989, perfect. he rode Kawasaki you, you in now, 90. You, yes, he rode Kawasaki in 90. His last year, 
he rode for Suzuki was 1989. Oh, uh, I thought you meant his last year at, in his career. I didn't say that. I said the last year I think he you rode, said his I last said his, year. I said his last year on JR? Suzuki. Man, leave me out of this. I, you jumped the gun. I think he was referring to not his last year in motocross, but his last yeah. year on the okay. Suzuki. All right. Hey, okay. he was gone, Anaheim. Checked out. What a one Anaheim. His, his bike is framed. I know. Yeah. Okay, but what I'm trying to get the at. That's off. That's off. Okay, that's off. You're just like, you, know, you don't want to pay me. You don't want to pay me. I'm Lizzie. wearing black and white stripes next week. <laughs> that's off. All right, what the bottom line is that 1989 works race bike, he had a practice bike. Mm-hmm. And he signed with Kawasaki. And, and he had. Yeah. In, in 90. Yeah. Well, at the end of the year, he still had that bike. Mm-hmm. He let my friend Steve Suisa use that bike. Steve Suisa calls me up during the week, and he goes, hey, do you want to go ride the Grand Prix at Glen Helen with me with the team race? I'm like, what are we going to ride? I don't have a bike. Mm-hmm. He goes, I got J.O.'s works bike. Nice. Go race. I'm like, count me in. <laughs> We're riding the 250 novice class. Yeah. He takes off. He whole shots. Pulls away. We're yeah. leading the thing. Yeah. He gets me. I make it two turns, dude. <laughs> two turns. I fall over. Snap the clutch lever off. Uh. Okay. So now you got to come in when you do a team race. You got to stop and switch bikes yeah. every lap. Right. So every time we had to, you had to come in and get the bike in neutral. Yeah. I could never get it in neutral. So <laughs> you I always stall. <laughs> we had to bump start it. Finally, like I made it one clean lap. I got on it the second lap. He would pass everyone back. This dude had. This was like Jo's best friend growing yeah, yeah. up. Right. He had the Johnny O riding style. He had the full gaiters. He had the Osho yeah, yeah. answer gear, the blue and yellow. It was like Fowler. The yeah. Machine's Fowler. Exactly. And Hicks was Hannah. Yeah. This exactly. guy was O'Mara. Yeah. O'Mara's guy. So, dude, I make it. We have this big lead. I crash coming down one of the downhills. Like, we're probably one of my. See that right there? That's the punctured lung. No, I don't see it. I don't see nothing. Scars? No, I don't see nothing. No. Okay, cool. Justin, do you see anything? Because I'm really I saw tan. this tap that said, I love boys. Okay. <laughs> we'll make a long tack. story short. <laughs> the bike gets. Grenaded, and uh-huh. I'm like tripping, and we call. Uh, he he gives the bike back to Johnny, yeah. and I'm thinking like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to pay all this money. Right. And Johnny was so cool, he just gave it back. Just trash, wheel. yeah, and said, yeah. hey, I, hey Suzuki, I I, I cart yeah. Douchebag. That's it. That's me. Please come home. I miss you. <laughs> all right, and with that, we're gonna take our our first break of the night, uh, first commercial break of the night, first and only commercial break of the night. Right on. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show, and uh, we will be back shortly. goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business and the product has been race proven at the highest levels for 2010 x brand has mike alessi moto concepts yamaha josh strang and many others wearing the gox and gox liquid performance eyewear x brand goggles are exclusively distributed by mta check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at the xbrand.com Hey, Kenny, right now I want to talk about one of the sponsors, uh, the new sponsors of the Pulp MX show, a guy who's come on board recently. That would be the Racer's Edge, uh, otherwise on the web as TREMX.com, a uh, Simi Valley mail order powerhouse. And uh, you actually go back with these guys. Yeah, we go back a long ways. These are the original Racer's Edge. I mean, I go over the co- all over the country, and I've seen the Racer's Edge on you know people's box trucks and other stores. But this is the one and only Racer's Edge. Um, throughout the years, they've helped out riders like Kyle Lewis, Brian Deegan, Brian Swing, Billy Payne, Paul Curry. 
Tyler Evans, Casey Johnson, Scott Cheek, Phil Lawrence, Mike and Jeff Alessi, Kerry Hart, Ronnie Feist, Sink Mars, wow. Timmy Wiegand, and the list goes on. And the cool thing is, all it takes is a phone call or email, order something, and you're on their team. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. You had a small Simi Valley powerhouse shop that uh, stepped up and helped us out. And uh, you can check them out at TREMX.com. Remember, anything over 100 bucks is free shipping. So uh, keep that in mind as well. It's your one-stop moto shop for everything that you need. And if you pulp, if you type in Pulp MX Show, all caps, you will get an extra discount on your order, Kenny. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Well, hit them up. These guys will take care of you. And when they say it's going to be there, it's there. No BS. There you go. Right from Kenny Watson. Support them. TREMX.com. Yeah, welcome back. And we're back on the Pulp MX Show. Yeah! Yeah! Thank you for everybody for tuning in for that quick commercial. Hey, Kenny, one thing that we didn't talk about in that commercial was uh, JGRMX. Uh, JGRMX. What more can you say? Right. N- nothing, really. You really can't say anything about them. You see, uh, what they do in the, you see what they do on, when they turn left in NASCAR? Domination. And just a matter of time before JGR is dominating in this industry. Yeah, absolutely. They are, they're one of the leading, or they're coming on, one of the leading uh, motors and suspension companies. Please check them out on the web, jgrmx.com. They can do for your bike, be it a Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Kawasaki, Honda. They can do for your their, your bike what they do for Justin Brayton. And Aprilia. Jordan. Aprilia. Any, I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> besides that, they can do what they do to your bike for what they do to uh, Josh Grant and Justin Brayton. And earlier this year, Michael Byrne. And uh, please check them out on JGRMX.com. As well, TREMX.com. Free shipping, anything over 100 bucks. Did they give you a, a special for this week, Kenny? They no? didn't. They okay. didn't. They all didn't. right. Well, the special is pul- type in Pulp MX Show, all caps, and you get a discount. Home of the Racer's Edge, your one-stop shop for all moto, things moto. Uh, our next guest, Kyle Lewis, uh, heavily sponsored by TRE throughout his career. Kyle Lewis is one of the o- – he is the OG first guy they've ever helped. Okay. It was the first guy right. they've ever, ever helped. Kyle Lewis used to run the TRE logo on his helmet when it was a die cut, when it was just made in someone's garage. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle uh, Lewis. Like a young Steve Cycle, my own shop I had back in Oh, Canada. yeah, yeah, back there in, in, in the cool Canada, eh? You know where I'm from in Canada? You know where I'm no, from? they wear Manitoba. toboggans, or what do you guys wear on your head? Toques. Toques. Yeah, toques. What the uh, hell is a toque? We invented yeah. it, dude. That's what it is. Okay, it's not a stupid beanie. We invented it. Um, also, xbrand.com. The X brand, uh, uh, check them out on the web, thexbrand.com. 30% discount for this week. Uh, what you need to punch in is Xcode 2010. So go to the go to the website or go to TREMX. They'll, they'll honor it as well. Uh, punch in Xcode 2010. The letter huge, X huge, code 2010. Huge X brand dealer. Huge. Yes, very, very, does very well with X brand. Had uh, Rich Taylor, the owner of X brand, had a booth set up this weekend at Clint Helen. Saturday, uh, not so much, but Sunday, speaking to a lot of people and I had more than a few people tell him how impressed they were with the goggles. Uh, one guy said it was better than, uh, you know, he. I don't want to say any names, but wasn't he supposed to race? Was he gonna? Yeah, race he it? snapped his Achilles tendon and broke his. Oh. so he's out for a long time now. Not good in no. practice or? Uh, yeah, the week before in Glen Helen. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. He, I mean, I got him. I had him covering. I had him running up there with the doctor. I think Rich is pretty fast still. Yeah. Does, does a lot of riding for Suzuki and uh, magazines and stuff. But uh, so yeah, a lot of good things for expert and goggles. So check them out on the web as well. The uh, goggle choice of Michael Lessie, Josh Strange, Motor Concepts Yamaha, and uh, many others. Right on. Let's uh, let's Thanks call let's call us uh, Style Lewis, Lucky Thirteen. 
I think out of all the hey, callers tonight, Kenny's really calling a lot of shots tonight. Huh? Uh, Let's do yeah, it. He is bossing yeah. you around, but he is. I, I think he's hyped up over just the people on the line. Like he's Johnny dude, I'm o? excited about he's, this yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's like Ant Mobile over here. He, last week. he, this is his show. He, he, these two guests, he definitely. That's what Kenny I'm suggested. Kenny lined up. Kenny got. That's and, it. And all that. Yeah. So this is a Kenny perhaps, Watson produced production. Perhaps he sits where you sit. Maybe. Yeah. Shit, I couldn't even. All those knobs over there would. Just all those get buttons me. you wouldn't know what to put. No. Oh. All those knobs over there. That's funny. Kyle Lewis, we're he calling up knobs. King Kyle. Kyle, up. Kyle Lucky Lewis, right Lucky. now. And for people who don't know why his nickname is Lucky, the dude has the worst luck in the world. Is that why? For real? That's that it. it was the opposite. His wife gave him that name. Oh, okay. Well, there you have it. Kathy. Hello. Kyle Lewis. What's well, up? Welcome to the Pulp MX show. He just starts laughing. Yeah, yeah he, style. He, uh, he didn't know whether to hang up this, or actually. Yeah, hang exactly. Up. This is Mathis uh, Watson, as you know, and uh, my buddy JR. You're live on the air, so uh, just FYI on that. And uh, what is going on with Kyle Lewis these days? Uh, actually, I'm up in my <laughs> lake house right now in Havasu. Lake house. Really? Havasu. Memorial How the weekend. ladies in Havasu style. Isn't that what the party and Kenny was talking about? Everybody doing on the holiday weekend. That's it, dude. I told you. Everyone's like, "How come no one showed up to Glen Ellen?" I said, "Because they're all at Avenue. They can give a rat's ass about the GP." Yeah. yeah. Wh- what do you think about the GP, Lewis? Do you know anything about it? Did you watch it? Did you hear about it? Wasn't not very well attended. Do you even? Uh, I, I didn't even. I just heard some results. I. Uh, I really didn't care, honestly. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. my boy. See. That's my guy right here. But it is Glen Helen, Lewis, and we know you care about Glen Helen. You've done very yeah. well there many times. I think I Kyle like, could have like, came out and put it to Dubak in the vet in the vet pro class. I would sure. say, I would say yeah, probably. Yeah. Did I you think know. about that, Lewis? Was there ever a thought about entering the vet race? Not forty. Oh, oh see, there we, oh, there we go. Okay. Hey, Kyle. Damn rules. Huh. What number would you have ran? Because you can't run twenty three no more. Because you got hosed on that. Talk, listen. Uh, I can... That one I could, but yeah, not in, it. As a, in the vet race. How did that happen, dude? I, th- I I was really pissed about that, man. I was really pissed about that. I called them last year um, after Glen Helen. My actually, I messed up. I, I timed my bikes wrong for Glen Helen. I rebuilt them before the race, and they weren't running. So I, my times were off, and they were. I think the timing was screwed up in the second practice. Um, I ran with Villapoto for three and a half laps, and for some reason, he was six seconds left faster than me, but we went across the stripes one and two every time, like, just back with each other. But anyway, didn't make my point there, and then I got hurt in Mammoth, and I didn't really want to go back east and try and do that to keep my number. And they said, no, you're cool, you get your body here, we're good. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. And the numbers came out, and Brayton had my number, and I called up, and I said, hey, what's up with this? And they're like, oh, I need to check into that. And they never got back to me, so I figured they just... <laughs> We need to check into that and then, uh, yeah, never call you back. <laughs> hey, Kyle, do you remember Do you remember Dan Lamb? Yeah, 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 yeah. Him and his dad, they were AME. They were always at the uh, races. Um, at the little peewee track when I was on 60s up in uh, at uh, Indian Dunes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's a, he's a listener to the show. and he's, he's Called big, in. He called in tonight to talk to uh, the other The other guest on the show was J.O., and uh, Johnny wanted to say hi to you and hope everything's going good for you. And he said that he was a big supporter, a, a big fan of yours. And he wished you that he always was rooting for you. Because I brought up the story, you know, back in the day, you know, that you used to, you used to sneak on a supercross track. <laughs> uh, not, the, not the one that was up, up, up by his house. I would sneak out to Honda Land when I 
when I get out there. Um, no, Johnny was always right there. Like, uh, well, he right, he was there the day my the night my dad died at uh at uh San Diego. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he, every time I'd race, hey man, good job, you know, do this and this, give me pointers here and there. Mm-hmm. Hey, why does uh, your phone sound like you're talking into a coffee can, dude? You got more money than all three of us put together, dude. You can't afford a good phone. What's up? How's that? Is that better? That's that, much better. Yeah, that better. sounded better. Hey, so you literally used to sneak onto Honda Land? How would you do that? Was there a hole in the fence, or was it not even fenced? Or how'd you get no. on there? Go through the hills. Hey, Kyle, can I can I tell the story about the time you and I were at Honda Land and we were in my truck and I took you practicing and the cops came on the on the dual sport bikes? What we have? What happened with that? I forget. All right, I'm gonna refresh. <laughs> All right, he's gonna tell the story. I'm gonna refresh your memory. We took. Remember my red Dodge. Yeah, yeah, the, the Mitsu. Yeah, the one that we used to take to Mexico and, and take friends with us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We went up there and I drove you up there and you told me, hey, the cops might show up here. If they do, just you, you didn't ride. Remember, you had to ride with no chest protector, no with your name and number down on your jersey because yeah. they knew who you were. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So we were up there. Would Honda call the cops or just cops? No, we were at another. Honda Land was in one area, and there was an outdoor track. We were at the outdoor track, but it was private property. So the cops would come in and then try to bust you. Got it. Well, Kyle was doing a moto, and he says, if the cops come, I'm going to go out on the other side, meet me over there, and just drive out the entrance. So I said, okay. So I'm watching Kyle, and all of a sudden I see these two dudes ride in on these dual sport bikes. And Kyle sees them and just takes off across the – takes off. Yeah. Fails. They're, they're going after Kyle, and Kyle's just yarding him, right? right? Obviously. I'm like, all right, cool. So Kyle's riding, hits his fucking rain rut, sorry for the F-bomb, wheelies across it. One guy gets across, the other guy hits it, falls. <laughs> I get in my truck, I go to pull out, and you have to come down this little hill, and there's like a, a gym, racquetball court, and there's like four cops there. Kyle's chest protector with his name and number is sitting on the, f- the, f- the floor of my truck. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I see it. And I have, like, this bag, and I throw this gear bag over the top of it. Uh-huh. And the cops are all, what are you doing? Wh- who is that? And I'm like, I don't know. I was just driving by, and I seen this guy riding. I, you know, I ride. Right. I was thinking about, you know, maybe riding. And I said, don't ever come here again. You can't ride here. Okay. This is illegal. So I go, all right. So I take off. I go to the spot where we, we planned. Yeah. It was over by Woodring's old house. Remember those condos off of First Street? Yeah. I go over yeah. there. Kyle's waiting there. We take his bike, we throw it in my truck flat, no tie-down, just lay it on inside the truck. Kyle jumps in in full gear. We jam back to his house. Kyle mm-hmm. jumps in the shower, puts his bike in the garage, showering, <laughs> cops at the door. <laughs> Kyle's mom answers the door. Kyle's mechanic, Donald's in the garage. The cops come in, they feel the pipe, they're giving him, and Kyle's mom just has his back the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Was it my son? How much longer before you moved out to see me? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> they had a pool going, he would catch me first. The cops really? did. The cops did. Oh, so they knew, they well, this knew. is what the deal yeah, was. Yeah. The Racer's Edge, who's one of our sponsors of our show, yeah. the cops would go in there, and they would say, we're going to catch these guys. We're going to catch we're this gonna, Kyle and, and Lewis guy. They, this Lewis they, guy. they knew. They yeah, knew yeah. that everyone that rode yeah. went there. Right. So they knew. I mean, there was Kyle, Steve Drew. There's a handful of guys that used to ride yeah. there. Johnny O. All these guys used to ride there before, but they stopped riding there because they knew it was illegal. They yeah. had to stay at Honda Land. Right. But these cops were the biggest douchebags, and they thought – they went through training, and they thought they, that they were they going yeah, yeah, yeah. to catch a guy right, like right, Kyle Lewis. Right, right. The bounty, hey, happened. the bounty hunter. Hey, Osho used to give them riding lessons. Isn't that funny? That's funny, yeah. Hey, Kyle, so I wanna, I'm more interested in this Honda Land thing. So when you were riding at Honda Land, like, what would happen? Would Honda show up and bust you, or would you kind of, I mean, what, was it a big deal? 
How did that go down? Uh, you just come over the hill. I mean, it, it, if you just rode over the hill, you'd see if anyone was there. If no one was there, you just drop in and go. Normally, they'd get all their stuff done in the morning, so the afternoons were wide open. Oh, so ah, okay. Yeah, I remember. But I was, it was it was like an amusement park for dirt bikes back then. I mean, they right. had play rides, supercross track, outdoor tracks, <laughs> and was, I mean, it was sick. Hey, do you remember when we used to go and we'd ride over the hill and we would stop? And 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 those guys would be doing it, and then Bale would be out there, and he wouldn't even be riding the track. He would just be like one section of the track, or he would just go play riding. Yeah. And then we'd go to the race that weekend, and he would just crush everybody. Murder him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Hey, Kyle. So no, there, there was good riding out there. What? Uh, just to inform the listeners, what you're doing now? What's going on with you uh, nowadays? Um, right now, I'm involved with uh, Calgard Lubricants. Um, as on, you can see on your site there. Yeah, yeah, um, But uh, they brought me on in at the end of 07, right when I was retiring, and uh, just wanted me to, you know, be a, kind of like the spokesperson for them, and, but the stuff sucked, so we had to shut her down and <laughs> basically re- revamp, give it a whole new look, and the whole, all of the weight was testing and R&D and, and just revamping the line, and then... Uh-huh relaunched at the beginning of last year, 09, and uh, Bob Riley, the owner, actually made me uh, part owner of the company as well. Oh, cool. Uh, nice. Yeah. Well, I could, I, could, I could vouch for Calgard Lubricants. has been a sponsor of the Hart and Huntington yes, they have been. team for two years now, and uh, the product, if you haven't used it, you need to go out and, tr- and go to your local dealer and ask for it. It's definitely proven. We've In the last two years, we've never had one engine clutch malfunction solid stuff you know we, we've tested it we tried all the other stuff we could we could have got oil from pretty much all the other companies mm-hmm. calgard stands above the rest i mean it's wow. good the people that work there it, are solid it's a good program um just don't go buy that blue can because it's it says it on there and that you think it's the best go for the orange and black can because you will be pumped wow there's <laughs> how's that for an endorsement kl well i, I i'm gonna have to hey if you guys don't know kyle he like he said the stuff was shit so they shut it down dude this guy is not gonna work and promote something if it's a piece of shit i don't care if you're paying the guy a lot of money another one he, he doesn't hang with losers right yeah it's yeah. another one of my friends yeah, yeah. and you know what not let's give some let's give it up I'll, you know i know kyle's not going to tell you this mm-hmm. but kyle his wife kathy and his daughter kelsey kathy his dad is Bob Wright, who works for Feld. Yes. Old truck driver for the Sizzler team. This guy was so gnarly. When they needed a truck driver, he just retired from being a mailman. He rode his motorcycle in the dead of the winter from Oregon to Minneapolis, Minnesota to pick up the truck. Okay? Kyle had a yeah. kid with Kathy. Kelsey, if a lot of people don't know, this is, this is how tight of a family this is between me and the Lewises. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Got the Hearts. Yeah. And the Hearts. What video was she in, Kyle? Family portrait uh, family. with Pink. Okay. Do you, if anyone doesn't know, you ever seen the family portrait video yeah. with Pink when Pink was a little girl? And she's That's Kelsey Lewis. That's I'm Kyle's aware. daughter. I'm, 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 okay. I'm and Alicia, Pink, I asked her how Kelsey got that job. And uh-huh. she, got, she interviewed with Pink and said, why do you want to do this? And do you know what? You know what how old was Kelsey when she did that video? Uh, like seven? Six or seven? Six, Eight? yeah. Kelsey straight told Alicia, mm-hmm. well, we have something in common. 
We both love we both love boys that ride motorcycles. Oh, how cute! Aww. And that was it, hands down. She goes, "You got the job, winner." Yeah, yeah. And there you go. Quite a story, Ken. That's a yeah. that's a touching um, one right there. It is. It is. Hey, Kyle, you still riding? You still getting out and, and pounding out motos, or what are you doing? Riding the desert? What the, what's going on now? I'm doing a little little bit of riding. I'm doing some riding lessons with some local kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm more enjoying just riding my bike right now with my buddies. Yeah, and I I think I'm only gonna do maybe day in the dirt, maybe a couple other little deals. But this year I'm not gonna try to do any moto. But maybe next year if I I'm into it, um, right? Do some uh, um, that stuff and just kind of push. Because I'll be forty then, and I don't mm-hmm. know. I kind of just kind of taking the year the year off and getting back into road biking a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, you know, hey, just kind of enjoy traveling. Kyle, Kyle has been training the last few years a couple guys, and one guy in particular is a kid from Vegas, Jason Partridge, who went down there and trained with Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, sorry. Partridge. Kyle I'm like, Partridge. Jason Partridge is making a comeback? Yeah, Kyle Partridge went down there <laughs> and trained with Kyle Lewis and came back and said, that ain't, that ain't right. I, that ain't right. I, I was throwing up, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not going to train like that. And you know what? No disrespect to him, but if you ain't going to train like that, <laughs> you ain't going to be a racer. Right, right. You know? In Kyle Lewis. Place. Hey, Kyle, check it out. On our message board, someone hit up um, that you were partying in Vegas one time with your mechanic, and the mechanic got drunk, so you went out to your truck and pulled an old pair of moto socks out and stuffed them in his mouth. Is that true? It could have been. <laughs> okay. And what happened in Vegas? Sounds like that sounds about right. You know, I got my own Kyle Lewis story, Kenny. So, so it, take, it could have. Uh, take, take oh that. yeah, uh, want to hear Mathis, Mathis and Kyle Lewis story? Yeah, you want me to tell it? Or you want to tell it? Let Kyle tell uh, it. Tell it. I want. I want to tell this. Okay, you're the guest. You tell the story. <laughs> well, I forget the track. Where Bud, were we? Bud's, first? Bud's Creek. Bud's Creek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the Holiday Inn. Yes. That's right. Yep. Um, Where, so was Where was I? Where was I? Uh, you were 96. So you were Motor Triple X with Deegan. No, I was with Sheik, but that's yeah. okay. Sheik. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Didn't know this yep. was a test. Can we right? get a Sheik impersonation, Kenny? Can we get a Sheik? Okay, okay. Kyle, good ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, my my mechanic, uh, Shane Drew at the time, and was good buddies with Mathis. They're both Canadians. So they, uh, <laughs> all. He said, "Yeah, can my buddy stay with us?" And this is on. This is when we had to practice on Friday, and we had the downtime on Saturday. Wait around, be bored all day, and then race Sunday. So, yeah, sure, whatever, cool. He can kick it on the floor. I didn't sleep at all that night. Mathis snores, snores like a bear. Me? <laughs> oh, dude, he pulls in the walls. I was like, "Whoa!" It's really tired. I'm like, uh, he can't sleep. He had his toolbox and clothes, and that was it. He, he was uh, coming to America. I, I was going to be a mechanic, and and, uh, and Lewis and Shane was the only guy I really knew, and I was trying to be a mechanic. And uh, did how mad did Kyle get at you? Well, no, Shane come, pulls me aside on Saturday. So that was Friday night, right? So or no, maybe Thursday yeah. night. Thursday night. So Shane pulls me aside. He's like, dude, you you, you can't stay in the room. You gotta go. And I'm like, but what do you mean I can't stay in the room? He's like, y- you can't stay in the room. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? He's like, sleep in a box van. And I can remember. Hey, it was killer Caucasian hot too. It was stupid sticky. I remember laying in that box van and just sweating my balls off. 
and being like, why can't I sleep in the room? Like, I just want to sleep in the room. And uh, and that was my start to being a mechanic. Like, that was it. Like, I'd, I'd hitchhike down to, like, uh, Denver Supercross, and I never went back home uh, after that. I got my job at PJ1 uh, at that race, at the Bud's Creek race. But uh, Lewis, first guy to offer his room to me, and then the first guy to take it away. Hey, Kyle, <laughs> I, I, I can remember a story sleeping with Kyle in a room one time. When I was snoring, and the dude got so mad, oh. he took the phone and freaking smashed the phone. So, like, <laughs> he took the off the receiver yeah, yeah. and started, I thought he was going to kill me. He's like, shut up! You're, you're kidding me! Screaming. Like, he was turning red. He was so mad. But that's, that's, that's oh, a minor, yeah. that's a minor Kyle Lewis story for me. Hey, what about, what about our first World Mini trip when oh, you were God. driving? Oh, Luke? God. Oh, God. I, I had this. I had this old old Dodge van that had a super bad hesitation, so you gas in it, they all bolt what, and then it would take off. And um, are, you, are we still good? Yeah, yeah. We're, okay. We're... okay, I just the phone broke up. But uh, anyway, so we drove to uh, Vegas. So Kenny and and uh, Kenny uh, Kenny and Donald were both chewing, so they would set their spitters up on the on the doghouse, uh-huh. and then. Donald had to pee or something. He peed in a cup too. So we're going to, to through the hotel and the and see where this is going. Kind of going over the speed bumps. What? I can see where this is going a little bit. I have <laughs> a problem with feces. Yeah. <laughs> the man does this big old bog and just spills both chew and piss on Kenny, and he's just going, oh, Lord! And, oh, you also drank Donald's Chew that weekend, too. Yeah, and what else happened when I was walking across the starting gate at the World Mini right before the final? Oh, yeah, yeah, you got pissed. Yeah. Nice. Who pissed you? (laughs) His mechanic, Donald, the same. No, Kyle did. It was before the 80 expert race, the race race, No, they didn't have it that year. But it was Kyle because it was like back in the day when you wear the JoJo's for your Bobo. Yeah. So I was hanging out with Kyle. Kyle was sponsor, so he got me a couple pairs. So yeah, I thought yeah. I was fitting in. I had my bad boy tattoo. <laughs> I thought I was the coolest dude in the world. Next thing I know, dude, my freaking pants are around my ankles. Hey, I was telling these guys. Hey, Kyle, I was telling these dudes the story about our trip um, after the earthquake when the Mickey Thompson thing got canceled. Remember we were driving oh, and you're all, what's that noise? What's that noise? I'm like, what are you talking about? And we had the stowaway in the box van. Because he was too afraid to stay home by himself. That's right. Jordan from Moto Triple X. <laughs> that was a fun trip. That was funny. Oh, you guys got me good on that one, too. Yeah, we got it. That was good. We can't. We're do, we don't talk about those other things. But on that same trip, you got me pretty good, too, with the paper towel out the window, I, if you remember, right? Yeah. No, uh, that was. Yeah. Uh, that was a different time. Uh, I don't know, but. We, uh, we, didn't we, know, but. Didn't yeah, we Ken- had some road trip. Hey, when you when you quit racing there for a little bit, didn't Kenny lend you a bike or something to get going? In, in, uh, no, uh, well, '87 <laughs> won my first Supercross, well, three in a row, and then right. um, '88 I had, a couple, I think a second and a third, and but uh, just kind of um, uh, I don't know. I, I was at the top of my game, so I had the racing cover. I just didn't have hanging out and partying so that was a little bit more interesting so i kind of got <laughs> sidetracked yeah well what happened was you and, lost your dad too right and that was kind of yeah your yeah, yeah. i mean i was making a little bit of money no guidance hey let's go party so it sounds familiar I, to the, this day and age. What? it sounds a lot like what some of the kids that are doing now you know yeah they're just getting paid by yeah yes yes that. a lot more yes yeah. exactly at a zero or two or three yeah <laughs> 
But anyway, no, so um, I just kind of got down on my luck. And uh, I, actually, you guys were talking about Blake Schwartzman. I rode his uh, Yamaha 250. Remember that, Kenny? Yep. And then you, that same next week, you uh, you weaned yourself going down a hill, and you're like, nope, I'm not riding my bike anymore. Here, you can, you can borrow my bike. <laughs> and what happened with that bike? Which one? Remember the bike that you and Donald built? And that, uh, I remember when, you were, when Donald was building it, he was like, get all the pro circuit stuff, and I'm in the garage. And I'm like, when are you putting the camel stickers on it? I want the camel <laughs> stickers on there. Remember? And then, remember, then we had to, then we, for some reason, lent it to someone, and the guy came back. Remember how pissed you were? And I was pissed. Oh, no, the King. The King brothers. Daryl King. Yeah. 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 Sore subject. Yes. We covered that earlier in the show. Kenny was not happy. Daryl King. Yeah. I call yeah, that guy, yeah. call that guy a douchebag for ripping me off, and ripping you off. Yeah. But whatever. And then he said he didn't rip you off or something. He kind of did, but he didn't. But he's just you know just one of those deals, dude. Dude, the guy even took the freaking chain off the thing, dude. <laughs> wow. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, hey, hey, Kyle, you've got a you've got a, quite a career. You, long time privateer, uh, Japanese national champion. I think twice or three times. Twice. Uh, twice. Uh, you know, you raced a long time. Looking back on it, are you, are you satisfied with everything you've done? I don't really have a choice. I mean, <laughs> I, can't, I can't take it back. But, but I, is there I, like uh, is there a hunger that burns that you wish you would have done this and you wish you would have done that, or are you all right with everything? Oh no, I'm good with it. I mean, I have I had a, how many people can say they did 23 years of professional anything? Yeah, you know, other, other than career guys, you know, mm-hmm. but. I mean, I had I met some unbelievable people. I mean, I wouldn't have met my wife. I mean, my my mechanic was work. I mean, this is uh, his stepsister, so I wouldn't have, wouldn't have met my go. wife. Donald, yeah. Donald Plouffe. Yeah. Hey, hey Kyle, so, can you give us a little uh, background? He's not on... finished talking about his career. Yeah, he is. I'm making him be finished. Okay, right. Kenny's talking. Dude. Uh, no, no, I mean, I, I have. Uh, it's unbelievable, actually, when I go back east, how much support I would get. I, mm-hmm. People just come up and say thanks. You know, I, you're, you're showing these young guys how to do it, blah, blah, blah. And I really wasn't thinking that way. I just, you know, I just go race and just try and do the best I could. I mean, people would always say, dude, you need a factory ride. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. it's not, not in the card, so I'm not going to cry about it. Just right. ride as I can go, you know. So I don't really have any regrets other than, when I was younger, I wish I would have had the guidance, and uh, I, I lost a period where I could have capitalized quite a bit, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Um, how, hey, how trick were those bikes you had, rode in Japan? Like, how, how good were they? Mm, unbelievable at the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got to ride one one time. That was at Glen Helen in, in 98. Yeah. And I was actually checking out, and... Uh, I, I cold seized it. It got cold before the moto, and I didn't. We didn't have time to jet, and I stuck it halfway through the moto, mm-hmm. and I ended up going backwards. And then second moto, I crashed in the first turn and came from dead, dead last to tenth. So, That's the dude. Yeah, I, I remember know. that there. Well, then, and then he didn't get his top privateer money or something. Everybody was throwing a fit. I remember something like that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a privateer. Well, they they always have criteria. Like, yeah. Oh, well, he's, Factory bike. Well, I'm not even. I'm a, not even an American rider. I'm racing in Japan, and this and that. It's just, yeah. Well, 
Well, those guys were always. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Like it was strange. Like Duke Finch and I would always battle, but then at the the last year I was racing, and he was kind of getting he's done with what he was doing, and he came up and every weekend is my biggest supporter. I'm like, wow, this is weird. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was I was always late with my entries, getting Sonny. Uh, I was I was I was horrible to her. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, Sonny, if you're listening, sorry. It wasn't intentional. I was just a derelict motorcycle rider. Yeah, yeah, really, huh? Um, <laughs> what's the uh, what's the absolute funniest story you have about Watson? What's the best one that you can share on the air? Mm, man, I think the, the, the piss and the chew is... Pr- we always talk about that still. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, t- Watson is a... Is, he's the life of... Like when you hang out with him, it's just like he just brings the 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 fun level up. I don't know how to explain. It. Everyone just laughing around him, you know. Yeah, he's a good he, dude. Class clown. He, he's a unique individual. I always tell people. Yeah, but class clown, yeah, but not yeah, but not a not an idiot. You know, sometimes, right. but every, isn't everyone? You know, but it's just everyone's just kind of always in a little bit better mood. When yeah. You, well, you know, he's come on the show. He's been on the show for, uh, you know, I don't know, three months or four months now. And, uh, uh, you know, people are coming up to him at the races. And I think to myself, I'm like, oh, those people, I wonder which Kenny they're going to get. But he says he's been good. He says he's been good. Because hey, you know how he can be. So I'm like, he's going to tell some listener. Some listener's going to be, hey, Kenny, great job on the show. And Kenny's going to be like, hey, you know what, buddy? Uh, F-, F you, you know? Hey, Kyle. I'm, uh, I, I have a story that you probably forgot about. But it's probably one of the best stories with me and you traveling around the country or the world. What, what, do you want to bring up? Do you want to? Do you want to talk to the, tell the story about going to Japan, or do you want me to? <laughs> oh my gosh! You ruined that traveling. Hey, Mathis, remember when they used to send all the Americans over to like uh, Fukuoka Dome and Osaka and all that? Yeah, yeah. Oh man! So Kenny's going with me as my. Mechanic, but I didn't even need it because Moto uh, Moto House crap Moto House would take care of me. So this oh, what the Kame was the travel agent guy. Mm-hmm. He I thought the guy was going to have a heart attack. Literally, he's red. He's going <laughs> to pop. Kenny got him so mad. <laughs> How did what, what, why'd you get him so mad? You forget you, but you. Well, we got on the plane. We you got are on... not going to be in Japan. No, we got on. Remember, we first got on the plane, and I sat in first class. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I wouldn't That's move, right. and they came and got you, and you're all, "I'm not his dad." They're all, "We're going to make him get off," and you're all, "Tell him to get off then." <laughs> and then they 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 made everyone get up in the plane, and they gave me a whole row so I could lay down. Remember? Oh, yeah. And then we went to Japan, yeah. and they gave me all my credentials. And when I was helping the mechanics, and I thought I lost them, and then I went. And I had to get new credentials, and I was walking away, and they, they were wouldn't around. even let you down on the track, right? They no, they wouldn't let me like down on the track. Kind of like Steve. Yeah. Did, you, did you hear at the GP they wouldn't give Mathis his press pass? They wouldn't give me a press pass this weekend. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so, yeah, then after that, remember, you did good. I think you got, like, fourth in, in Tokyo, and we went to Fukuoka, and they wanted you to come back for the last round. And uh, June, well, before that, remember we were in the bus, and we are driving with RT and all those guys? And I go, 
do you remember in Fukuoka? And there was a, no, there was a fine. There was, it said, uh, "What was that where they dropped the bomb?" Oh, Hiroshima. Hiroshima. And it said yeah. Hiroshima, and I'm like, "Hey, RT, is that the is that the Hiroshima where we dropped the bomb?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "How stupid were those people? We dropped a note saying that we warned them that like, hey, there's yeah. going to be a bomb coming. Get out!" And this, and they, all of a sudden, he sticks his head around the corner. No warning, Mr. Watson. No warning. <laughs> and then we went. And then we went. We did all the thing. All this crap happened at the races. And then we were in the elevator, and the and the promoter June is like, "Oh, you did good, Kyle. We want to bring you back to the last round, but no mechanic. <laughs> no oh, warning. <laughs> no warning." Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a good hey, time. Hey, hey, why is it that with this dumb sport that there's the loyalty is about as long as your driveway. It's weird, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it is, man, as you know. Uh, you've, you've been in a lot longer than I have, but, uh, I mean, yeah, it's uh, – the thing that kills me is uh, it's kind of the game people play with, with, you know, maybe telling you one thing to your face and then turning around and saying something else or trying to do something else or, you know, that's kind of what bugs that's, me. But. That's maybe some of the reason why I didn't get a, a factory ride. I don't know. I didn't like yeah. – I don't like shit. No, I don't know. I don't – I just I'll show up. I'm the same guy. I'm the same guy that you met in '96. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No. I mean, no. every time I see you, uh, goof around or right. stupid. Ah. Ah. Uh, you, yeah. Well, you're richer than you were in '96, but uh, besides that, yeah. Not much. Uh, not much. Hey, how about how about the story of your wife, dude, Pasadena Supercross, dude, climbing the fence to get to you when you guys were fighting? No, no. She was. Uh, she was just. She parked out in the parking lot, and she, uh, remember they used to park on the grass? Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Kath's like, screw it, I'm climbing the fence. Kathy, right. Kathy is, yeah, she's hardcore. Kathy is very, very, hardcore isn't even the word. Uh-huh. She is quite a unique woman. I love her to death, but I back her to live with that guy and have to fed up with Kyle Lewis's crap. Well, Kyle he, Lewis he, is he, the he, most anal. Yeah, no, who's he'll, more, he'll who's more OCD, uh, Omera or Lewis? Lewis, hands Lewis, down. Yeah. Hands no way, down. dude! You're tripping. You out of your mind, dude. You you walk oh, around with lint. You want you walk around with lint in your pockets more than Osho picking up shit off your carpet. You will scream and yell if the sponge isn't on the left side of the sink and someone moved it to the right. Don't even, don't even start. Who's more OCD, you or Mark Easley? Mark Easley. Oh, uh, sure. Easley! I can't even compete with that. Is guy. Easley in jail? He should be. Did you hear what happened with him? How he stabbed his chick in the eye with a screwdriver because she pushed over his toolbox? Ouch. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways. I don't know the whole story. I just heard he got in some trouble. I hope, I mean, everyone goes through shit. I, mean, I hope he's... Yeah, he's all right. I've seen him. He was here at Vegas. Uh, he came to our open house at Carter Power Sports. He was there with his son, Dylan, and uh, he called me, and he said, hey, what's going on? You know, he's trying to turn it around, and uh, yeah. Hey, Kyle, are you going to be around on a Wednesday? Are you going to make it down to Mark's service? No, I'm actually going to uh, going back east. MTA. Oh, the MTA, uh, yeah, in Louisiana there? Yeah. Yes. Right Pushing oil. Well, hey, uh, Kyle, thanks for coming on the show, man. Can take some calls for Kyle? Yeah, hey. Anybody want to call? Uh, What's yeah, that? Yeah, we could. We, hey, do you, got, do you got another 10 or 15 minutes to get some callers? People want to call and ask you a question? Or are you yeah, over? Yeah, for sure. You want to okay. get back? Uh, hey, Mathis, I want to call back, uh, though, and talk more about racing next time. Yes, yes, we're going to do a podcast. You and I are going to do a podcast. We were supposed to do it last week yeah, or two I weeks know. ago, and, and I kept texting you, and nothing happened with us. He was busy. I know, I know. Uh, so definitely, we're gonna cover, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a no, podcast. You, know, you did that. You know when you did that? I was watching a, a basketball. Uh, I think 
it was a Lakers game I was watching. Uh-huh. And, and you, uh, you were more like, important things. Yeah. You're like F. Mathis. Well, hey, that's all right. Yeah, we'll was, do it. No, we'll definitely actually, do it. You know what? No, two weeks ago, I I was dog tired. I just started riding road bikes again. I did, and, and I I put in a fi- little 520 mile month. Wow. Um, I was. Matt has Mathis hasn't done this. What are you training year? for? Havasu? Getting in shape for Havasu? Uh, I, I was gonna. My buddy, um, he owns a bike shop in town, and he wanted to do the. Like they would, there's a group of riders that would go in front of the uh, tour of California, and he wanted to put a group together and do that. And, and I was trying to get in shape, and there was just no way. But the <laughs> stage from my house in Palmdale was 149 miles, and, and it, they said on TV it was 12,000 feet, but he did it, and it was nine, It was just under 19,000 vertical feet of climbing. Oh, jeez. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Hey, hey if he, anybody, he, anybody wants to race with those. If anybody wants to call in, 702-586-7857. Call in now to uh, ask Kyle Lewis a question about, uh, man, you could ask him about 1987, 1997, 2007. Uh, <laughs> Maybe ask Kyle if he's going to go race Mammoth this year. There's no. Idea. You um, hate Mammoth, don't you? I, I don't like it there. Just bikes don't run right. But now that the promoters kind of goose things up and trying to make money off people, it's not a program that needs to happen. But I wanted to say something about Osho. Yeah. In um, in '85, uh, my first pro race, right? I line up next to him. I believe he was a triple crown champion that year, right? '85, uh, '85, he was uh, just supercross champion. '84, he won the 125s, I think. Uh, no, '84, he won supercross title. Yes. '85, he was 125 champion. No, '83, right? he was 125 champion. '84 was supercross champion. '85, he wore the number one plate, though. Yes. Uh, okay. So Thank you. Yes. Plethora info. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, still, I mean, the guy was my hero. I was like, I'm sitting on the gate at uh, the Salt, uh, up in Salt Lake City at, in the little arena there, uh, where they play, the uh-huh. Salt Palace, whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, holy crap, Omero's next to me. Uh-huh. My first pro race, I was 15. And I'm like, wow, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I grabbed the whole shot, win the heat race. He wouldn't even talk to me. Wow. So, so if you're you're there, if you remember that race, I was I was like, I told my dad, I'm like, oh, man, I think he's mad at me, Dad. <laughs> oh, who cares? You beat him. You know, he's just my dad was pretty hardcore. He's like, oh, that's that guy anyway. You're gonna kick his ass in the rest of the race. He's never gonna touch you anyway. Wow. Oh, my dad. Was, yeah. So he's pretty hardcore. Hey, do you have a do you have a favorite race of all time? Do you have one that you just stands out above the rest? Uh, just, just one that you were on, probably or, that or, you one. know, no. just one that you were just amazed. You know, you just were on one of those days where not, nobody could beat you. Yeah, my first win. Oh, uh, San Diego. Yeah, it was. It was dumb how easy it was. I was like, wow, this is. It was like I, I don't even. Have, you're like I was riding, but it wasn't. It wasn't even an effort. Like, yeah, I didn't even get tired. Nothing. Uh-huh. Nothing. Like, well, I got back. I'm like, hmm, I was there. Would, um, that, would what, that be the zone, like in basketball, where, yeah. you know, they say the rim is, like, just huge? Right. Uh, then it would have been, like, Bobby Moore, uh, Healy. Todd Campbell, Healy, where? those guys. Who, who, who you right. raced against? What yeah. do you want? Oh, no, Kudrowski, um Who's there? Craig. Eddie Hicks. Yeah. Mike Craig. Um, Chicken was not there yet. 
whatever, hap- whatever happened to Eddie Hicks? He's from your area. Like, I, mean, I know he's a little older than you, I think, maybe by a bit. But whatever, what happened to Eddie Hicks? Why didn't he make it? I, I, I can only... Uh, I watched, but I didn't, I didn't know Eddie. At, uh, I didn't live up there when mm-hmm. he was riding up there. But everyone told me that, I mean, his dad was just super hard on him. And mm-hmm. he got burnt. And uh, I think he liked to... To have a little too much uh, marijuana. That's what I heard. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, everyone gets to the breaking point. I mean, you can only if you don't. You know, you're you can win every race, but if you're hating your your program, right? Which is what, Which is where you were in '89 or whatever. '88 uh, or '89. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I liked those years. We had fun, man. <laughs> can, he, can he drag you down from racing? I didn't drag him down. 1990, I actually had a, a real job for four days. I, I laid hardwood floor for four days. Uh huh. Yeah, that went, over, I, that went over like a fart in a windsuit. Yeah, jeez. I was. I looked at my paycheck at the end of the week and I go, I make this in less than a lap. Ooh, this is not good. <laughs> You're like, get, get the bikes. That's Get the bikes a, out. That's a huge yeah. dose of reality uh, right there. Back in well, those I mean, days, Kyle Lewis's his his mission was to go to the to the local football field and park on top of the hill, and he had this pickup <laughs> truck with the gnarliest stereo system in it, and he would turn it loud as it would go, and it would overpower the PA system from the football game, and everybody <laughs> in the stands would be looking over his shoulder, and that would be that, that would was be Lewis's Friday night. He got what he needed. Yeah. And it was on to the next party. <laughs> wow. You uh, you had the Alpine a cassette deck nothing cranked. Wrong, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, w- I took it a step further. I had a cassette and a DVD at the time. Not, D- not CD. I mean, CD at the yeah, time. Yeah, 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 which, which was brand new out then. It was just the bitchiness thing ever. Oh, yeah. That technology yeah. had not even come to Canada, like not even close. No, I no. think it just arrived last last <laughs> week or something. Yeah. yeah I was, a lot of good that did me, though, for my racing. I was, I was really <laughs> induced in my riding. At least you're honest. Yeah. No, yeah. I... I I was stupid, I admit. I was dumb. I wish I had a little guidance, but whatever. I mean, it made me realize how much I really did enjoy racing. Yeah. And this is what I wanted to do. So training, sure, it's hard, but, you know, it's it's a lot better than getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go bust your hump for 80 bucks for the day, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. And then uh, 21 years later, you still were at it. That's funny. Um, well, hey, man, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, you and I are gonna we'll talk again and uh, and do a podcast and cover your your career, man. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be epic. There's so much to talk about. You know, we'll go year by year and talk about everything. So. That'll be a very long. Hey, don't podcast. forget to talk about the Racers Edge when you uh, when you talk about your comeback there in, in 1990. Hey, Watson. What? Lewis? It was on the windshield, not my visors. On the windshield, TRE. Steve cut the sticker out for me. Yes, but you did run them on your helmet too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking the. Remember the multicolored? Yeah, yeah, dude. That was on the Mazda. He's talking the OG die cut. The OG die cut, dude. He drove this Mazda pickup truck the whole year in 1990 to all the Supercrosses. Matter of fact, him and his mechanic Donald drove to Seattle and they got stuck in a snowstorm. And his whole truck was full of snow. They had to stop and sleep in the truck on the way home. So you're saying he made he made Mazda OG pickups popular? Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Hey, how about no, no? I drove it to Gainesville. Also, oh, that's right. Jesus. That's right. That's right. 
With a two-seater? Like a two-seater? No, that was extra cab. Oh, extra I, had cab. To, I had the super cab. was a super cab, cab the whole thing was a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Bass. The whole, back figure. the whole back seat was a speaker. Bass All the way to face. Gainesville. It, no, it, the bass was so hard, it blew the, the rearview mirror and uh, the little lamp up above the, it blew it out. <laughs> like, it fell down. Dude, this truck had a red, he painted the red light cover, the cover red. To get the nice. mood going. In oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember Lewis. <laughs> and he'd be yeah, having yeah. the stereo so loud the thing would just vibrate off. So, so did amplifiers yeah. take precedence over like bike parts? Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh well, live and learn. Right on. Well, hey Kyle, thank you for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a good one, and I will. Uh, yeah. I'll do, I'll do on here, Steve. We'll talk soon for sure. Hey, tell everybody I said hi, Kyle. Love you, bud. All right, Watson. Take it easy. Later. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Kyle Lewis, there we go on the Pulp MX show, folks. Guy, I've been around a long time, been around the block. Uh, don't have too much more time here. We're going to do Kenny's Corner. We're going to do uh, X Brown Goggle Tear Off segment. Hey, dude, check this out. And, Kyle and, Lewis, when he was racing still, this uh -huh. is a little, little, little uh, well, one, one second. 702 586 7857. Call in to talk to one of us. Call in to talk to Mathis because he knows it all. Dude, back in the day wow. when Kyle Lewis that come from? was wow. going to Ponca and Loretta's when yeah. he was on the 80s, uh -huh. they used to go in a Pino station wagon. On a three-rail trailer with his mom, wood, his dad, and his sister and him, all four of them in this little thing. And he used to, ha for his brand-new stock bike, his dad would start up the bike on the freeway, turn the idle up to break it in. Nice. <laughs> That's how gnarly his dad was. Uh, hey, we got a call. Let's, uh, let's take it. Take then, we'll, then we'll do Kenny's Corner. Yeah, Are you ready, ready for Kenny's Corner? What, what's the, what's the over-under on the, on the call being has-been? Uh, where is has-been tonight? He's, that's know. him right there. Holiday. Pulp on X Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello? Help me. Next show. Bye. I warned you, Dave uh, Mathis. <laughs> I warned you, and you did not heed Giuseppe Luongo. And now you must face the consequences. Uh, Giuseppe Luongo calling it again. Uh, hey, Giuseppe, I, I, I apologize. I, I didn't get a pass for your race, but however, I did spend the $130, and uh, I had myself a great time. What are you doing with his money, Giuseppe? You need to apologize for being the Davy Coombs propaganda machine that's what you need to apologize for. yeah but but i'm not really though i go to the gps myself and uh, you know i mean I, I i i've been to the nations and stuff i've written a lot of good things about about the uh, gps but apparently not good enough you know you're you're, uh, not, you're my bodyguards read motocross magazine for me you suck Coombs's talk <laughs> wow wow oh, giuseppe wow hey um okay, and you cannot deny my power anymore. This race was the race of the century. My Antonio Caroli broke all you, existing you did, records. You did call He's that. He's the greatest. You did call the that. Yes. There have never been that many people in Glen Helen ever before. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, Giuseppe. The traffic is there. Hundreds of thousands of people. They needed to call the police. Probably millions. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've seen Glen Helen more packed for sure, uh, you know, a few times. Uh, more lies. <laughs> No, no lies. Hey, just, I can see puppet strings, and I can see the cursed combs telling you what to say. You are a puppet. No, I, I work for Transworld Motocross. I don't have much to do with Davy Coombs these days. But uh, that is a front. That is a lie. <laughs> hey, what are you, what are you, what are you doing with bodyguards in the pits, man? What's the deal there? Are you afraid of that? To protect me from sons of whores like you. <laughs> wow, oh. Giuseppe's mad. You're a grudge holder, what, huh? Why do you think? Giuseppe, what's your take on the lack of spectators there? Do you think that they just 
was it the ticket prices? The fact there was no top Americans. What's your take on that? They are lazy people. You are Canadian. You understand. Americans are lazy and by nature. Even the racists themselves. Think about it. Who do you have? Ricky Carmichael, Fat Quitter, Chad Reed, Pussy. <laughs> oh, I cannot go over whoops, but I can bolt them to my wife's chest. <laughs> wow. wow. Chad Reed's Australian, by the way. Yeah. Dean Stewart, lazy Muslim. Where was he? Sitting at home, fucking anything in sight, an animal. I see his show. I see his show. <laughs> wow, Giuseppe. Giuseppe's fired up. I mean, first the pit pass and now this. Yeah, and, and, and now this. You know, I, I think, what about your what about the arch that fell down, Giuseppe? Let's talk about that. I mean, I know there were wins and things like that, but you guys got to really mount that thing a little better. That was sabotaged by the cursed coombs, that miserable insect. He is just jealous. No, he, he wasn't even there. It, it, no one will even show up next week to Mount Morris, that shithole. <laughs> no, next week is Texas. No, there is no more... Lucas Oil Nation Nationals ever again. Wow. I, there's no reason for them. You know, Giuseppe, this, you calling in is the reason I was told I did not get a press pass. Because, uh, you know, as we all know, this isn't the real Giuseppe, but it's funny. Guys, I am Giuseppe Luongo. <laughs> there is only one Giuseppe Luongo, and you are speaking to him. I, you will speak to me with respect. Well, all of you will. Yes, all of us will. Uh, including Kenny Watson? Kenny Rogers. He apologized tonight. <laughs> he renounced Terry Hart. He kissed the ring of Antonio Corolla. He, he never make nose jokes ever again. No, he said no more big nose jokes. Corolla has earned his respect. You're right. It, it he, is. Has, him. he has swallowed my youth stream like I said he would. Now all of America will drown in my youth stream. All right, Giuseppe. Well, thanks for nothing, one Giuseppe. One more, I have a message. What's that? Do you, do you feel that, Coombs? Do you feel that? That is the future stabbing you in the heart. And I am holding the knife because I am the future of motocross. Wow. That's a bold word. You and, you. Your, you and your 2,000 spectators can... Uh, 2,000 million liar. Yes, I know. I'm, I know. I'm lying. I, I need to see the press release and see exactly how many people were there. How many tickets did Giuseppe buy, Giuseppe Giuseppe buy, buy himself? himself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, hey. There is one for me and ten for my bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough of Giuseppe Luongo tonight. I, yep. I don't want to get my. I, I'm already. You're in trouble. I'm already in yeah. trouble. But uh, 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 yeah, quite, quite, a, quite a, quite a call. Quite who, the comedian. I think I know who that is. I have a clue. You're, you're narrowing it down now. After what? Three phone calls. Four? Three phone calls. Uh, I have an idea because his accent has slipped a few times. It has. So I, I can. Uh, yeah. I can, I can pick it up. Narrowed it down. Yeah, I have. But uh, I, I don't plan those calls, and uh, and they're funny. I like them. And we, and we um, definitely they may not can't make, screen them. They, we, we can't scream, screen them. And uh, they may make my uh, may, they may make Davy Coombs upset if he hears them. Uh, I think he's got a better sense of humor than this Giuseppe cat. Douchebag. There you go. Please come home. I miss you. Oh. Hey, Max Chick. <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, all right. Time for the X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. X-Brand Goggles, the result of 25 years of goggle technology. Uh, check them out on the web on thexbrand.com. This is where I give Kenny Watson 15 seconds to answer a question uh, about uh, anything, really, any kind of racing. And he has 15 seconds to answer them. And if he doesn't answer them in 15 seconds, he gets flogged by... Yeah, no pay. He gets, he gets no pay. Yeah, no pay this weekend. Kenny, you, weren't, you, you don't look too happy that you said no, that. No, I'm good. I didn't okay. told you I wasn't going to say one word to that guy. 
Yeah, you did. You did. He did decline to uh, speak um, to him. Um, are you ready? For the yes. Ground goggle to air segment. Yep. Can you can you answer these in 15 seconds or less? I will do my best. <laughs> Somehow, I think you're gonna do. I think yeah. you're gonna do well. I think you need to either. Uh, okay. What's that? I was gonna say you either need to lower the time frame or like up the ante on we'll the do, questions. We'll do four seconds yeah. or less. Because he blows through them in like <laughs> yeah, he does record it. time. Paul Lindsay took a lot longer. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not on his level. What can I tell oh, you? Oh wow. He's, All right. He's, he knows way more than I ever dream about it. Kenny Watson. Number question number one. Should I have gotten a press pass for the USGP? Yes. All right, 1.03 seconds. 14 seconds, why? <laughs> why should I have gotten a press pass? Because you're, you, this, you're a reporter, you're, you, and this is what you do. Now, let me ask you this, Kenny Watson. If I came to the race at Anaheim and I said that uh, Hart 19 team sucks, their riders suck, they look like their bikes look horrible on track. Their team manager Would sucks. you give me a pass to yeah. Hart 19 the next Yeah. Week? Okay. Because that's basically what we're talking about here. Because it's press. Would right. he be invited okay. in with the dancers and the food and the... Of Not, course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Question number two. X-Brand Goggle tear-off segment. Did the USGP at Glen Helen help or hurt Mike Alessi in his AMA title quest? Help. All right. Point eight seconds. Could you explain why? Because uh, he was out there racing. Mm -hmm. um, he's been on the sidelines a, a bit. It was. Good. I think it was good for his confidence just to knowing that he was, you know... Up there riding with Caroli and Townley and the, the guys that, you know, especially um, I think him riding with Townley is going to, you know, give him, uh, you know, put it in his memory bank about what he has to watch out for and what he needs to do with mm -hmm. Ben. Okay. Longer than 15 seconds. That's because I asked, though, for, for the follow-up. We asked for the why. We yeah. have to. Uh, we have to. Otherwise, it would be the shortest yeah. segment in the history of uh, yeah. internet radio. If we're trying to go home early, then we don't ask why. Right. Uh, Kenny Watson, question number three. Uh, we covered this a little bit, uh, but maybe you could just clarify it in 15 seconds or less. At the Glen Helen USGP, where were all the fans? Not there. <laughs> oh, wow. 1.4. Uh, and why weren't they there, Kenny? Memorial Day? Memorial Day weekend. It's about Americans, and we didn't have our top riders there. Um, I think there wasn't enough time to promote it um, like it should have been promoted. Um, and uh, I just think that uh, people already had plans, and uh, the, a lot of the teams were, you know, testing and in between a week travel time to get to the next race. And uh, I just don't think it was a priority mm -hmm. in American motocross. Right. If it was done at the end of the year, would it would it change? Yes. Or would you see more guys there? Yes. No doubt in your mind. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think if they would do it after the nationals, a couple weeks after, I think it'd be fine, just like the U.S. Open. Right. But they need incentive, just like. What was the draw for the U.S. Open? 100 Gs. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean. Without without any incentive, the guys aren't going to show up. Yeah, but if it's in their contracts, if there's a GP in, in yeah. the country, they people, yeah. if if that's what they want to do, if they're going to bring, I'm going to have to put the, if we go out to our racing, yeah. um, that if I, there is a U.S. GP, um, there's a chance that we might have to go to it, so be ready. But that's well, yeah, incentive. The, the, the OEMs, uh, and I've spoken to a couple of uh, team managers, factory J Japanese team managers, the OEMs in Japan, the word GP holds water, holds weight, holds credence. Mm -hmm. They, you know, still think highly, very highly of the GPs. Not that they don't over here, but you know what I mean. They would put that in a contract. They really believe in those GPs and doing them and showing the world. But again, that's incentive. If, yeah. if it's in your contract, that right. means a, it's part of your salary. Mm -hmm. B, there's contingency. C, there's bonus. Whether or not uh, yeah. your boy Giuseppe ponies up is yeah, irrelevant. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. So, um, and that trickles down to. The, the the sponsors gear goggles mm -hmm. you know you name it um, that's all money right 
702-586 pulp call in uh has been i missed you buddy uh nash i missed you buddy 702-586 pulp call in ask us a question i feel like kenny Kenny, Kenny, Kenny's energy level was up he here. He brought it down. His monster energy o- wore Omera, off. Omera. I'm sorry, his rock star wore off. Omera, Lewis, very high. Yeah. And then since they left. I, well, I'm just getting ready for the corner. The I, crash. I don't know. I, I, I want to okay. kind of... Uh, the looking. corner, he calls it yeah. his, He hated the segment, hated the name, and now it's his corner. Now, now it's, it's just the corner. I'm not saying corner. Kenny's corner. It's okay. the corner. Yeah. Get off your phone. Yeah. He's texting Amex chick. Dude, I'll be home in a bit. Yeah. Have dinner. Uh, let me see w- your phone for a second. I w- I've been meaning to do this for a while. Let me see your phone. Hold on a second. Uh, let, this, I, I, I have something to say about Kenny's phone that I think it is mid-text. The listeners may may find interesting. And because um, Justin, I, I'll, I'll maybe use myself and you uh-huh. as a uh, as a guide once okay. I see his phone. Once he gives me his phone. Ah. Um, uh, because I think... What's the benchmark here? Well, Let's hear it. until he gives me his phone, oh, I can't really say. Oh, gotcha. But uh, there's always something I've been wondering about Kenny's phone. Uh-huh. I saw it a few times when it's uh, been out of his possession. Okay. And uh, you almost done that, Kenny? No, he's gonna write a long message. Do you not want to play? Do you not? Do you not want to play this game? Or I see your phone. I'd, I would really not like it, but if you really need to do it, you yeah, can I do. do what you want? I do. I'm not gonna go into it. I'm not right. gonna go into it. All right. Okay. All right. Ah. Okay. Uh, all right. Here's here here's 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 my whole point right here. Yeah. Okay. Justin. Yes. Sir. Take out take out your phone right now. Where where where's it at? It's over here on the table. How many messages do you have on it that are not read? Like you, you've never read them? Text messages, voicemails, anything? Oh, probably zero. Okay, what does it say? Well, I don't, I don't know how to get to that function. Okay. I don't All do right. a lot of text. Here, and here's my point. I have a voicemail on my phone right now and yep. zero text messages. Okay. Uh, Kenny Watson's phone, 42 unread text messages. Nice. That's just from when I got here. I'm sure. And I no, didn't check them. And one guys... time you had 80-something on here I yes. saw. you got to at least check them, Watson. I'm not. Th- these are unchecked, 42. Yeah. Like you've not read these. That's like my email box. This bugs me, Kenny. All right, well, I'm going to clean it out. Because you're, you're a team manager. That could be Davey Millsap's guy. That's what I hear. By the way, I heard that, Kenny. Let's get, it, let's get this Uh-oh. on the air. Uh, from Breaking a journalist, news. from a journalist, uh, <laughs> from a journalist at the at the USGP, Davey Millsaps, done deal, Rockstar Hunt Huntington in 2011. He done deal. Signed with a new with a different team manager, yeah. because uh, that's news to me. And okay. unless unless I got fired and I didn't know about it, we'll, wow. we'll see what happens. Would Hart turn on you like that? You never know. What if the new team manager of Hart and Huntington was sitting right here? Wow. <laughs> hey, so not wow. not a and not, you started the rumors. Didn't yeah, you? not a done deal. What's I, funny is this guy that told me. I think he knows I know you. You know what I mean? Like you think? Uh, uh, he's like, oh yeah, it's done. It's done. Wow. I'm like, really? I heard my, like it would be it would be a good is fit. Is he an ex rider? No. Okay. No. So, anyways, are you talking to Millsaps as he approached you? I am not talking to him because. Uh, when it comes down to contract time with the writers, uh-huh. our agency, um, who represents us, yes. will handle contracts when it's at that caliber of writer where it's a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. I can tell you this. There's not been one writer signed as I know of, of today right, right. because I know that our deals that we're talking with our sponsors, nothing has been signed yet. Right, right. So I do not think, knowing Kerry Hart, that we're going to go out and sign a writer to the caliber of Davey Millsaps for the money that he's looking for yeah. without a big sponsor. Let yeah. me ask you this, though. Millsaps, uh, right now this year, probably in the seven range, 700? 
Oh, I would think not. I, no? I no. would I would think, just to put it in perspective, their whole operating money for the year would probably be equivalent to what uh, Millsaps might be demanding or asking for. No. Millsaps uh, going to take a big hit, but I'm b- saying big pay cut this year? Uh, I don't Watson? think he's going to take a huge... Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I still think that he'll get you know fair value of what everybody else is getting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at last year. Dungy, he got four hundred grand from. Suzuki. Yeah, I know. I he know. got four hundred thousand dollars. I know. That's almost what Timmy was making. Uh, okay, the Yamaha days. Yeah. Okay, four hundred grand. He made four hundred grand, but he had big bonuses to go out and win, right. and that's why I think it needs to be. I think you need a decent salary. You know. I think so anybody could get by on four hundred grand. Uh, I, would I could. think so. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's that's how you see the, the a guy like Mil- so if Dungy's getting four. Is he going to be the new standard? I, I, I think so. Except for Reed and Stewart, they're going to yeah. still get their money, right? Yeah, I think so because I think, I mean, on, on, I could speak for my team and the level of, of having a guy like Davey. We would have to get, a, a, for, for his sake, for the rider, we would have to go get a manufacturer behind us that could post some big bonuses. Right. And, and we'll take care of the salary. And equipment, too, and, or no? What's that? Would you need equipment from somebody or Yes, no? definitely. Yeah. We're going to need, uh, oh, you know, suspension, good, yeah. good bikes, you know, good parts. And a good bonus structure for the for the rider, mm-hmm. and then we'll take care of the salary and Int- everything else. Interesting fact about uh, BT one hundred and one: uh, nothing on that bike from Factory Honda, no help nothing? whatsoever, nothing. Wow! Uh, confirmed through uh, Troy Lee and confirmed through Honda. It's Double a pro D. Circuit. It's a pro circuit bike. It's a pro circuit bike. They told uh, they told they said, "Hey, uh, BT, those side covers, not BT, but hey, Ping, those side covers break a lot." So Ping was like, oh, "Okay, so can I get one of those magnesium ones?" No, no, no. Just we'll give you more on your parts budget to order more. Yeah, we'll yeah. give you ten plastic ones. Yeah, Hondas are thinner too. If you notice, Hondas are, are skinnier. Yeah. Uh, do you from see the that becoming? So. Uh, uh, why do you think they do more? that for a crank? They do that for they got something different on their crank. Yes. And that's why they're they're motors. The, magnesi- the magnesium side cover. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's not as out as far as a yeah. stock one. You can see the um, room between. You know, there. speaking of Honda, you know, Honda really didn't do much for Hart and Huntington. No, matter they did fact, not. Matter of fact, they didn't do much. They did zero. <laughs> but it's funny. I was talking to someone today, and uh, they were. Uh, we started talking about uh, Kyle Regal. Yes. Um, Kyle Regal's riding Hondas, yes. and f- out of the blue, he said, "Yeah, Honda gave them gave him six motorcycles and a big parts budget." And I'm thinking, "Oh, really? That's cool. Interesting." And I'm like, "Where did that come from? Th- right. Directly from Honda." And I'm thinking, "Wow. Okay. <clears throat> you know, and if that is the truth, and I'm going to look into it, and I'm going to, you know." Yeah, that's bullshit. If that happened, but you know, but then that's your then, guys. Then, that's and your, then you're talking. That's about your guys, the dude, Gary Martini's call. Yeah, then you're talking about the dude that wouldn't even give me a case of contact cleaner. Yeah, the races, you yeah, know? yeah. But who knows, man? Right. I, I, yeah. I'm not going to jump to speculation. I, mean, I re- wish Kyle the best of luck, man. That kid's good, and I'm going to go for it and put it on the limb right now. I'm going to pick Kyle Regal to be top five this weekend. Uh, at um, funny how that came down because when we got here. Not to call you out or anything, but you did say you were picking him for a podium. I still think top five. I is, said, is a I stretch. said, I say yeah. a the podium box. in a moto. Right. Okay. Fair enough. You want to take this call? Let's do it. Paul Pimex show. You're on the air. Who's this? This is Justin Seattle. Justin, what's up? Just Justin or Jeff? Justin. Justin, man, we got a lot of uh, Pacific Northwest people calling in a lot. <laughs> Should we get another tip? It's fucking raining. Yeah, it's good no point. Shit, oh, that's surprising. Oh, a caller dropping an f bomb. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry, that's all right. Sorry, I'm sorry. just kidding. I'm kidding. That's all right. We're on the internet. What? What's up, Justin? Hey, so if Pro Circuit's helping out, you know, CLS Honda, and like you said, Townley and everything, why wouldn't they send at least one bike or a couple of guys, even maybe uh, Hanson, represent them, maybe? Hanson at Glen Helen USGP, 35 minutes plus two. No way. No, 
Rattray wanted to do it. Um, nobody else really wanted to do it. Kristoff, basically, yeah, he, yeah, right. I, I believe he said I would piss. I wouldn't piss on a GP. He's not uh, not about that. But uh, Rattray was the only guy who did it, and I don't know why he didn't show up. Rattray needs help ju- based on Hangtown. Uh, more racing couldn't couldn't hurt him. Yeah, I know a lot. Of, some of the teams didn't want, like you said, spend time testing and stuff. But since Press Circuit already had the platform for yeah. the GP back, I just figured they might send somebody. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, the Star Racing guys had their whole team entered. And uh, according to the, they went testing, they got the fuel down, they got some exhaust that work. And according to the team manager Brad, he told me at the last minute the FIM was like, "Oh, we need uh, we need some money for you for entries." And he's like, "I thought the entries were free." And they were like, "They were like, no way, um, the entries are not free." And so they pulled everybody except for Anstey because Anstey really wanted to go. No, yeah, I, I, I remember reading that in one of the magazines, and I forget it was Transworld or or whatever, a couple uh-huh. of months back about the GPS and the kind of behind the scenes deal with that. So what was funny? Hey, what was funny was that mysterious sponsor that was supposed to supposed to pay all the entries never materialized. Remember, they said the riders may have to to run a, a, a different logo on their jerseys or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that never happened. I don't know what, what happened. For what team? Well, they said the, there was a sponsor to pay all the American all the entry fees. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, and then it never happened. But yeah, Ricky Dietrich had to pay entry fees, so I, I don't know. Would, I would think some of the is it a little bit of give and take, meaning. You know, you've got uh, our riders that go overseas sometimes and get helped out by the teams locally. And was some of that play a part here? Meaning, you know, Mitch help out some of the guys that come here. Just oh, for oh yeah, sure. they all for help. Sure. Yeah. yeah, no, they Back all help. Back scratching. Had, that's yeah. what I'm saying. No, no, every every factory team was there with right. the rig helping people, everybody out. So and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I know MXA said Roger was going to be embarrassed to be there, but uh, he looked fine to me. Right. So, so you're t- all, all the factory trucks were there. Uh, I don't think Cowie's truck, but Cowie had two team green semis there. You know what's funny yeah. as I look at it? Like, if you would have went to Pro Circuit on Tuesday and Wednesday, it would have been they, – they probably made a lot of money this week, last week. Because you know all the, all the Euros, you know, you know yeah. how the Pro Circuit thing is. Even, like, back in the day when, uh, you know, at the beginning of the series, you'd go to Pro Circuit and there would be, you know, people from all over the world that were in there just buying stuff. That would come over, even if they were fans, racers, or whatever. But it always seemed like when uh, the Euros are in town, they they have a following. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, it's half of the attendance was people that came from Europe. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. There was a guy wearing a shirt that had Caroli is a buck tooth pussy" <laughs> with magic marker on it, a white T-shirt. Wow. What do you think that guy was from? NorCal. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely from the 909. Yeah. Hey, is there, any, not, is there a lot of American North flags flying? No, not really. That sucks. No, not really. There's some Canadian ones behind the starting line. I got one more quick question. Yeah, do you think that? there's going to be any repercussion between Cameron and Alessi in future nationals? Yes, yes I yes, do. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes Mike. Uh, Mike, uh, yeah. Mike's not helping himself out with, with some of the comments and then doing – I didn't see – the the takeout or the non takeout or whatever you want to call it I didn't see yeah that. I don't know either I can't judge it but I know BT's a pretty straight guy like he's not a you know BT's gonna call it like it kind of is I think I don't know yeah well and I obviously unfortunately didn't get to make it being I was up here and I've only read race reports what actually happened well I don't know I guess it came down a hill uh, Townley was on the outside of him but blew around the outside of Mike as they came around the hill and Mike checked up squared the corner. And it was a left-hand corner, and Mike went straight to the Townley's exit point on the outside of him. Yeah, it's not like he checked up, but I mean, you got an inside line that definitely, you know, is tighter. The outside line, um, and yeah. unless he went went uh, out of the the normal inside line and right in front of uh, Townley and took his front wheel out. Bottom line, it. bottom line. It's Kenny's bottom line right here. Bottom this line. is it. The bottom line show. 
Do you remember the Tedesco Alessi fiasco? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Pretty much close to that. Nice. No. Let's yeah. just call it that. Okay. No jumping on the bike. <laughs> we'll call yeah. it that. Yeah. All right. Let's Jesus. call it that. I, I like Alessi. I like tell Tony. I'm going to tell Tony you said that. Tell Tony. I don't give a shit. No, I know. But <laughs> the bottom line is, they do whatever it takes to win, and that's yeah. And you know what? That's just the way they are. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, you can't knock them for trying to win, but. Their methods are kind of obscure. Yep. yep yes, sure. I, I would agree with that. You didn't help his cause. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Buddy. All right, yeah, thanks. Dave. Great show. See you. Thanks. thanks. All right, Kenny's corner time. This is where I Here throw out the uh, three. Hey, Kenny. Hi. <laughs> you stink. Stink, <laughs> Kenny. Sorry, I was jumping the gun. <laughs> uh, uh, did you think that was a call? Did you think somebody was calling in? Yeah. Hey, Kenny. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> I faked him out. Kenny's corner. Three random names. Uh, Kenny doesn't know uh, who I'm going to ask about. He has to tell us a story about three random names. And the uh, the stories have to be fit for uh, print. They can't involve hookers. PG-13. Coke. Uh, not even PG-13. Just, really? Yeah, R. Just not X. Oh, okay. Uh, Up in the ante. Yeah. First name on the list. Three privateers tonight. Okay. All around the same era. Okay. First guy on the list. Fresno areas. Private, privateer of the year. Ray Crumb. Okay, let's get it straight. Not Fresno, Bakersfield. Bakersfield, I apologize. Sorry. Yeah, okay. that's, that's so much different than Fresno. It is, well, uh, kind of. Okay. San Joaquin Valley. All right. Distance Ray Crum. Ray Crum. A lot of people don't know who Ray Crum. Factory, uh, or not factory, no. privateer Cowie rider forever. Pretty okay. good. Pretty good rider. Up and coming, uh, up and coming rider, team green guy, was like a multi-amateur champion. He, he rode... Uh, Rode for Team Green for quite a bit. Um, when he turned pro, I got a call from Jose Gonzalez. Oh yeah, uh, Kawasaki. Um, I was uh, I was working with Kyle a little bit. Really wasn't doing much. And he said, "Hey, this dude needs a a mechanic. Uh, his name's Ray Crum. He lives out in Bakersfield. I know you live out that way, kinda. Blah blah blah." So I went and I, I, I went and met Ray, and you know we we hit it off right off the bat. Crummy. Ray Crum. And uh, I, I went and started working with him, and, uh, you know, he th- the kid, like, we started out doing the trans cows, and he was still, he's riding, like, pro support, uh, pro, pro sport, where he still did, like, he did the West Coast Supercross, and then he had to go do all the amateur races. We didn't do any nationals. Mm-hmm. So we'd started out doing the Glen Hill, you know, the trans cows, and I, I, it was like my second year being a mechanic. I wasn't that good. I used to pop a lot of inner tubes, and, you know... <laughs> His mom never liked me. Like she, her name was Louise. Uh huh. And Louise used to give me shit all the time. Oh, you suck. You this. You're blowing Ray's career. Really? Oh yeah. But oh, me and Ray wow. were tight, right? right? And I said, Ray, you need to get my back and tell your mom to shut her mouth. And he used his mom used to get into big old screaming matches. So we 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 did the Supercross. A lot of people don't remember this, but there was a race at San Diego Supercross when Cl- Tommy Clowers and Ray Crum came together. Mm-hmm. Ray Crumb's about six two. Tommy Clowers is about four foot four. About two six. <laughs> so what happened was they came together, and Clowers gets up, and Ray gets up. Well, Tommy tries to get up, and his arm is sucked up in Ray's airbox. Ouch. Tommy was like one seventy eight, and Ray was like one uh, two eighteen. Mm-hmm. Was his number two sixteen? No, it's Jeff Willow. Oh. Okay, you're not at my level. So Whoa. he gets on Clowers's bike, and the starting gate. Was the, the mechanics area was right next to the starting gate. Uh-huh. And Ray gets on Clowers' bikes. Clowers has Ray's foot pegs. 
His bars are raked all the yeah. way back. And I'm going, what's it? And he takes off, and he's riding the guy's bike. <laughs> I look over at Bale. Bale was, like, on the inside, uh-huh. and I was standing right next to him. And Cliff White was his mechanic, and they were pointing, like, look, yeah, at, yeah. look at him, look at him. Yeah. Crumb does two laps and stops, and come stops the mechanic here, like, Where's, wait, what's Clowers doing? Dude, Clowers' arm is sucked up in the airbox. They had to take the swing arm off Ouch. to get Clowers' arm out of the airbox. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was gnarly. So that whole thing happened. Okay, wait, no, no. Clowers is in the mechanics area with his arm up an no, airbox. No, he was, he was in a corner. Stuck on the track. Okay, yeah, yeah. Stuck he on the track. In, they didn't red flag by. it. It was right. like halfway through the race. He was, you know, they moved the tough blocks. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. out of the way. He was safe. Yeah. So And Crummy's out there burning laps on him. And Crummy rode two laps on a bike that wasn't his. So right there, I knew the guy wasn't playing with a full deck. Yeah. So, dude, <laughs> like, I'm living with him, doing the whole thing, living in Bakersfield. Um, this was the this was the year. I remember I was at his house when the riots broke out in L.A. Uh-huh. and I lived in Venice, and I was driving home that night, and I started getting calls. So I'm coming over the hill into the into Venice, and uh-huh. I see all the the smoke, and I'm thinking, oh god, I'm gonna get killed. Yeah. I get home, whatever. We go through the rest of the season. We go to Mammoth. Um, Ray's mom said I was out in the box fan driving around Mammoth drinking, which was total bullshit. I was parked in line. At two o'clock in the morning, sleeping in the to box truck in, yeah. because she was an elderly lady and she couldn't walk that far, so she had to have a close spot. So I did that for her. And then she gets there talking crap on me that I was driving their box van drunk, I was buying booze, bullshit. So we do that. We go to we're mm-hmm. on our way to Ponca. Louise and we, Kenny, butting heads. Yeah, before we go to Buddies. Ponca, before we go to Ponca City, I had this talk with Ray. I'm like, you know, Ray, you need to, you know, your your parents are retired. They're using all their money, putting it into your career. Mm-hmm. You know, he's known to hang out with Mary Jane a little bit. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, you need to dedicate yourself because you're at this plateau where you could right. get a good ride. You need just to hammer down, go in some championships, and you're in the driver's seat. He's like, you know what? You're right. So a month before Ponca and Loretta's, he's training his butt off, training. I'm all pumped for him. We get in the box van. We're driving. We're driving. And he's just like, you know what, man? I'm doing so good. I feel so good. You know, thanks for the talk. You know, we're just right. talking. So he goes, I'm going to go in the back and build my goggles. Uh-huh. I'm like, go for it, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm driving. Ten minutes later, I'm like, dude, it smells like pot in this, yeah. in this truck. <laughs> Smell weed. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. He had this box truck that had a, a bed in the back, but it had a swinging door, like a little yeah. crawl hole. So I lean over, and I push the door open, and I look. The dude is standing on a motorcycle stand. Blowing pot smoke out the vent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I go, dude, what are you doing? He goes, well, dude, I still had this bag left, and I just didn't want to you know, waste it. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? So we went to those races. He did crappy. He threw it away. His mom's yelling at me. Yeah. His mod bike blows up. We go, to, we go to Loretta's, and she's running around telling everyone, Kenny blew Ray's career. It's his wow. fault. So I ended up grabbing my toolbox from her out of their box truck, Telling her to yeah. you know, kick rocks, right. left Ray, and I was done. Yeah. I was done. So I, I got into it with this one pretty good. Yeah. To make a long story short, I had to drive the box truck back. Why? By myself. But you took the tools. I, took, I didn't work for him. Ray came to me crying. Please don't do this. Please don't yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you. I need you. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, no way. He goes, how am I going to get my truck back? I, I have to fly. He had to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I go, I'll drive your truck back. Ray's dad looked like Charles Bronson. <laughs> Okay, Manuel Crumb, yeah, yeah. great guy. Manuel, okay. Manuel. So I think I think that I'm going to have to fight this guy when I get back to his house because I pretty much told his wife to kick rocks and she was a piece of crap. So 
I pull up in his driveway, uh-huh. and Manuel's standing there, old school, with his hands up like this. Oh, yeah? Like, we're going to fight. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah, yeah. So I just throw it in park, jump out ready to throw, and he comes up, and he hugs me, and he goes, I'm sorry you had to go through with this, through this woman. I've been married to her for 50 years, man. <laughs> <laughs> so make a long story short, that was the end of That's, me and Crummy. That was you. We became, we're, we're still really good friends. What's he doing now? Uh, I think he's he's working at a dealership. Um, a lot of people don't know. Up there? Yeah, in Bakersfield. Yeah. Ray dated Tracy McGrath for a long, long I time. I didn't know that. Yes, he did. Obviously, she <coughs> traded Tracy McGrath. There's another great story. My mom walked in on him and a girl at my mom's house when he was doing business. And I don't want to say who this, this girl is, but she's, uh, she comes from a, fam- a very famous racing family. And uh, it's not Tracy McGrath either. <laughs> bigger, 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 way bigger uh, deal than that. But Ray Crum, good okay. dude. All right. Good dude. Fast. Kenny, Kenny's Corner. That was Ray Crum. There you have uh, it. Second name on the list. Another privateer. Altoona, Pennsylvania's finest. Ooh. Jeff Glass. <laughs> Classy. Classy. Jeff Glass. You got a Glass story? You know, I, yeah. He, he uh, I, I came around right at the, towards the end of his career. And he was, uh, he, I would say that Jeff Glass is probably one of the first riders that really, really promoted himself to the point where he was the guy, and yeah. he was good. Yeah. He was decent yeah, on the 500. Yeah. You know, he scored his points on the 500. He did good, but he also promoted himself like he was the best guy. There's only one other guy that I've ever seen do this, and it was this dude named Jamie Grosser. That you would go, <laughs> you would go to after parties, and this guy would be there with women all over him, people like signing autographs. And this is the guy that couldn't qualify for the night show at Supercross, but it would wheel Grocer his bike. Grocer couldn't jump all the triples. Dude, I had a bet with Grocer that I would beat him in one lap on a motocross track, and he wouldn't take the bet. Kyle Lewis is like, I wouldn't bet him, dude. He'll smoke you. <laughs> so <laughs> Jeff Glass promoted himself. He, had yeah. the, he was the first guy to bring an outside the motocross industry to the sport, and it was surf detergent. Yeah. yeah. You'd go to Jeff's house, and he would have so much detergent, and he would have all this surf stuff. Well, he retired. He started building baseball fields. Doing Field of thing. Dreams. Dream Fields. Field of, that's right. He Dream was doing fields. his thing. Yeah. I was working on the Warp Tour. I was working on the Warp Tour in like 2000. Yeah, I we need a, to get into the Warp Tour stories, Kenny, at one and point. I get, I get a call. Kenny disappeared for a few years. I get a yeah. call Warp from, Tour. I get a call from Jeff Glass. And Jeff Glass is like, hey, Watson, what's up? And I'm like, the, like he goes, hey, you going to be at the uh, Warp Tour? He goes, yeah, me and some, I forgot the jet ski guy's name. We're going to come down. We're going to hang out. We got a limo. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, come on down. So he pulls into the, you know, right into the front yeah. of this limo where everyone's coming, you know, with a line of people. Yeah. And I get a call over the radio from the promoter. And he goes, hey, Kenny, this guy named Kevin Lyman who owns the Warp Tour goes, hey, do you know uh, this guy named Jeff Glass? And I'm like, yeah, what about him? He goes, this knucklehead, this knucklehead is sitting outside in front of the line with the trunk of the limo open, signing surf detergent motocross posters. Uh. And this is five years after he raced. No. Wow. <laughs> and I go out there and I go, Glass, you can't. He goes, I'm just promoting. I'm promoting what? Yeah. Promoting what? <laughs> what do you do? He goes, do? myself, <laughs> trying to get laid. I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, Glass. So that was my Glass hey, story. Hey, on those warp tours that you did, uh-huh. like what, what was your job? I was... The team I was the athlete team manager okay. of all the athletes. It was okay. skating, motocross, uh, BMX. And and uh, how long was the tour every year? Uh, it varied. Some some it was some was uh, twelve weeks. Some were sixteen weeks. It just uh, mattered. You good know. money. Uh, at the time, it was decent. I mean, I, I I did good. It was just more of for me going out and, and 
you know, meeting people and outside the box of, of Supercross and uh -huh. Motocross that I made a lot of really, really, really good connections and good friends. So I could well round myself in business besides motocross. I I I've got into the game of the music yeah. um, with bands and you know with marketing um, and and just got a lot of contacts. Did you, and then you had to wake up how many hungover motocrossers and skate guys to go Dude, to go do that. I'll tell you what the the, the, the the skaters and the and the BMX guys were not at the level of the moto guys. No, they were there because they knew that this was part of their deal and this was like you know like a, a guy going to race. Right, right. It was part of their deal and they were like guys told towards the end of career. As in, John Comer was a skater with one leg that was absolutely phenomenal. Uh -huh. You know, Mike Frazier, old school skater uh -huh. that still did his thing. You know, then you had, you know, BMX guys um, like Rick Thorne, um, you know, Rooftop, and all these other guys. But that thing, it, it led into another deal for me to go on to, you know, tour managing the Boom Boom Hook Jam. You know, I did that for two did years. You? Yeah, oh, I don't think I knew that about. Yeah, I did that, and then it's just you know, it's I, I wouldn't have changed. Is it, is it like uh, are you on a bus or are they flying you? Yeah, no, we were on a we were on a tour bus. Oh god, dude. Yeah, Ooh. unbelievable, unbelievable Give stories. Me some on good the times tour bus. on that. Yeah, no, dude, I'm, I'm I got sure. I got stories upon stories about the athletes. I mean, the first year we went out, we had Kerry Hart, Mike Sinkmeyer's, uh, Brian Deegan. Um, Sinkmeyer's died a little while ago. Sinkmeyer's did pass away. Wow. Sinkmeyer's passed away. But, I mean, this was at the beginning of the freestyle movement. Yeah. Trevor Vines, Clifford Adedante, Larry Link logo, you know, Twitch, Colin Morrison, Tyler Evans. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys did the Warp Tour. Um, and uh, it was kind of a launching pad for their careers. Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Mm, okay. Yeah. Anything, else you need, anything else you need to know? That was all know. off of one guy. Yeah, there you go. One guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You ripped off a name. Uh Third name, last name, Kenny's Corner. Another privateer hero, Gene Numack. Let me <laughs> let me hear your Gene Numack story, Kenny. Dude, have you seen that picture of Gene in the new Racer X? No. Dude, he probably weighs 350 pounds. Yeah, oh, he's a big dude, I know. Yeah, he's a big wow. dude. He makes you look small. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's so like six, what, six four? <laughs> you six should five, hang out with him. He make yeah. you look good. Is that your story? Yeah. Okay. No. All right. No, no, no. <laughs> Thanks to for wrap that up, everybody. <laughs> well, the way, you, the way you pause there, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I guess that's Dude, it. Dude, back in the day, Numac had a, a 500 a, specialist. He was a 500 specialist, but also he had one of the best Supercross facilities in the country back in Florida. Gene's, you know, dad, you know, they owned a, a pretty successful uh, car dealership. And uh, I went there when I it was a 95 when I worked for Deacon, Atomic 22 Honda. We went there, and he's just like, hey, we're going to go ride at Numac's house. It was Chad Pedersen, Numac, and Deegan. We're going to go stay at Jeans. We're going to ride. So I pull, we pull in, and this place, it's not as extravagant as Bubba's, but at the, at the time, yeah. it was just full-scale supercross track with a bitchin' house. And I'm like, wow, this is yeah. bitchin'. So, you know, we were going to stay there the night. We're going to do all this stuff. So the guys go ride, and everything is cool. All of a sudden, we, we go inside, and Gene goes to me, hey, he, he has in the back of his truck, he probably has, no shit, I'm not shitting you, <laughs> 10 steel five-gallon drums in the back of his uh -huh. fucking thing. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. He goes, hey, you want to go with me? I need to go up to the gas station and get diesel. I'm all, for what? Yeah. He goes, to run the generators because we don't have any power. I'm <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> He goes, yeah, we can't. Uh, the, the 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 power got shut off here like two months ago, and we can't get our power back up. So I was like tripping. <laughs> You're talking I was like, electrical? Are, you, are you kidding me? Yeah. They were living under candlelight. 
But the bottom line is, they were taking their money. They didn't have any money. They, they hit you know some rough times. Yeah. And they were putting all their money into jeans racing, and they didn't even pay their power. That's what the bottom line is. Damn. Wow. Yeah, so New Mac, I mean, we did back in the if – you, if you watch the first Moto Triple X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in there quite a bit. G. New Mac is doing a burnout, and that's him saying, I'm not racing tomorrow until this effing tire is blown. And if you really, really look closely – the guy, who the guy is holding the rear fender? Do you? No, better than me, Anthony Paggio. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Paggio and New Macro buddies, yeah. Yeah, buddies. and Swink. Yeah. All three of those dudes yeah. were amazing. I mean, that 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 time when we were at Swink's house, there was some really good. I mean, we used to go to Swink's house with New Mac and Padge, and there's great, great, great stories from that. When place. I uh, when I worked for a PJ One Extreme team, Paggio was on the team as a mechanic. Yeah, and, I remember. Uh, and we had to bring Numac around everywhere. He was his oh. privateer, but all of a sudden, we were driving around the country with Numac, his girlfriend, and their baby. And oh, I'm like, no. oh, his, I got a good Dodge Dooley, and I'm like, oh god, oh, this is awesome. This hey, is great. Dude, one like, time, yeah, <laughs> give me hey, some razor blades. Yeah, thanks, hey, Padge. One of those times, his his wife or girlfriend at the time was called, her name was Shelly. Shelly. Okay, so I had a girl that I was dating that lived in Florida at the time, and I went down there a couple weeks earlier. I was spending some time down there. Hold on one second. 702-586-7857. Call in if you want. We're, we don't have, we're just wrapping it up here, so uh, sorry to interrupt you, Kenny. I uh, just want to get the calls in, coming in so we can and, wrap this uh, up. And he goes, hey, let's, you want to go to Bush Gardens with, with me and the baby and yeah. Shelly? I'm like, yeah. So we're on this kind tram. Like a, fl- a flower place? Bush Gardens. Bush it's Garden. like a, it's like an amusement park. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, oh. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. It gives me something to do. So we go there and we're driving through like this little jungle part of town. Like <laughs> it was like a jungle, like a Lion Country Safari. And this kid's probably three years old. And he looks over and he goes, "Daddy, Mama, Mama." And he looks over and he goes, "No, no, no. They look alike, but that's a baboon." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and Shelly got so pissed. And he goes, you know why he calls you that? And she's like, no, why? He goes, because your ass is bigger than the baboon. Oh, oh man, oh. New Mac. Just yeah. ruthless. Yeah, he was. Uh, there was a guy named Jeff Fessler. Um, no, no, no. Uh, oh, I know uh, Jeff. Uh, Jeff Fessler? No, not Fessler. No, uh, Fezzy. What was Dude, his first name? That was New Mac's now? right-hand man. Yeah, but they made him cry. Paggio and New Mac, I saw a, a grown kid break down in tears at their taunting. A grown kid. Well, you know, like a seventeen or eighteen year old. So hey, you know what we need I w- to do? I was gonna say man, but we need to get we need to do we need to get Padge on the show. Oh yeah, Padge said he would do it. Uh, I actually, got some great stories about uh, Padge. Yeah, I'm Padge sure said he would do it. Place would probably blow up with people wanting to know. Hey, you you know what I do want to do? You want to call uh, uh, the Racer X guy? Who's that? Uh, the guy that left you out of that story. Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's do that. We're gonna call this. this We're guy. talking. I'm gonna tell you what We've happened. We got the Pulpit X extension. If, if anybody. Holiday uh, it has edition. the new, uh, what is it? The new Racer X with uh, Porcel on the cover. There was a story about privateer teams, and my team was left out. And I got a text this morning how from my boss from make Europe. Make sure you tell him this. If how he, can you not be included in a privateer uh, article? If he answers. If he, if he. Well, are they East Coast? Because that's hello, Steve Cox. Okay. Yeah. Hey, this is Steve Mathis. You are live on the air on Paul MX show. Uh, myself and Kenny Watson, my buddy JR. How are you? Uh, good. <laughs> is this like a surprise? Uh, yeah, because uh, Kenny Watson has a little story for you. Are you ready? Uh huh. Kenny, tell him the story starting with the, the text and everything. 
All right, Steve. Uh, first of all, I'd like to tell you that you're doing a magnificent job. Uh, and and I've, I've always been there for you. When you had your own magazine to help you, you know, you know, do whatever you needed to do. Yeah. Uh, so you're buttering <laughs> yeah. me up. So obviously I, I am buttering you up. This morning I wake up. My boss is in Europe with his wife on, uh -huh. on, on, on a tour. Okay. And that's what I, he said. I'm going on tour. I said, would you start singing? But he's on tour with his wife, being what he does, you know, being that supportive husband. And I get a text from him this morning, and he goes, hey, Kenny. What did you do to Steve Cox? Because he, there's a story on privateer teams and the new Racer X, and there's not even a mention of Hart and Huntington. <laughs> not a picture, not a mention, and they show the guys from Suzuki City, Butler Brothers, all these guys. And, and I, I think if my memory is right, in 2009, Hart and Huntington was the top privateer team. But yeah, I might yeah, be wrong. Uh, I might were, be wrong. You were close this year, too, I think. We were close, but we weren't yeah. close enough to get a, oh, yeah, Hart and Huntington, too. We he, didn't get nothing. He's not and, happy, Cox. And he's my boss happy. is His on boss. my ass. Yeah. Like, uh, you're not doing your job. You're, you know, my job is to be cool with you guys. You come over, hey, can I shoot the bike? No problem. Cox, shoot it. So, Steve Cox, what do you have to say about that? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, there's not a lot. There's not a lot anybody could say about it. the The reality of it is, is that uh, um, I went by. It, it was Houston, yeah. and it was just purely a matter of timing. That's all it was. I was cruising the pits. I, I had to do five different things because I was also doing like video stuff. I had to get done. You know, like the Supercross show, the Race X Supercross show, um, and you know, I had to shoot practice. I had to do so many different things. That all it was was a simple matter of timing. I was actually standing right by your truck. Your truck was, I think, um, right across the way from the Suzuki City team, if I remember correctly, or or maybe not Suzuki City. It was one of the ones that, or one of the va like Valley or something like that. And uh, anyway, I was over there, and I uh, it was just timing. You weren't around, and um, it was because your guys had just gone out to practice or something. And that happened to be when I talked to one of the teams that was kind of a light space team, and then. You know, well, just, he, uh, that's he, just how he, it happened. He, uh, before we went on air, I mean, he's in danger of getting fired over over this Job kind of security. shit. Job security. His yeah. boss is in Europe wondering why Kenny Watson can't get Steve Cox to profile his team. Wow. <sighs> I, don't even, I don't even care about a profile. I just need like a, a oh, yeah, Hart and Huntington, too. I know, I know Suzuki <laughs> City is, is a threat out there, and they do a good job at what they do, but, I mean... I mean, regardless of being available or not for an interview, you guys still have to be in the mix, no? I would think so. I mean, uh, I think our team is big enough where they're going to do a, you know, a four-minute special on CBS with Carrie Hart and Pink about, you know, what Carrie Hart and his wife, because she owns part of that team. When you're married, it comes common property that, you know, the power couple owns this team and bringing it back to the sport. Power couple. And we can't, well, sounds, get, we can't even get a mention Kenny, in, the like, second in the second biggest magazine in the sport. Well, it sounds to me, Kenny, like uh, if you guys got, you know, national television, you don't need me. Oh. I don't know what you're complaining about. We, we, we need it all. We, they need it all, Cox. <laughs> uh, well, hey, I just wanted to, we wanted to call you and, and find out, you know, and really get to the bottom of this. And it sounds I'm glad like you got to the bottom of it. It sounds yeah. like there really wasn't a conspiracy. No, there, it I sounds there like there's no, there's no anger. But, but someone in this room said, you know what? It sounds like to me that he's just not doing his job right. 
if he doesn't cover you because you guys are like one of the top, you know, he, he tells me that he, he looks at us as one of the top, you know, Justin, just my know, privateer teams my out bad. there. And, uh, well, that's, that's funny because, uh, I'm not in danger of losing my job. So who's doing their job? You. Well, you, you made a mistake. <laughs> you, you said you were sorry. You said you're sorry. You made, and hey, and you know what? That's all I could ask. I'm not. I'm not here trying to, you know, so, knock you down or. For the well, here's the thing, Kenny, and uh, um, you know, I mean, I did, I did two tribes with your two riders at, uh, at what was it, Jacksonville? And I um, answer the questions for them, huh? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a couple, but but you know, the point being is like, you know, it's not as if I've been ignoring you or anything like that. But at the same time, we also can't go the other route and have every story that involves privateers or anything else or or whatever have it always happen around your team too you know there are other teams in the pits we had we had room for four i think in that story Mm -hmm. and um and so i mean timing worked out why wouldn't you put the one of the top teams that's a privateer team uh suzuki city is a top team oh they are yep valley yamaha's a top team um yep who else was in there butler brothers top team uh uh I don't think Butler Brothers made it either. Yeah. To be honest with you, no, no. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Valley. I think it was uh, Honda of Troy. Um, it was. He mentioned Suzuki a light City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the Honda of Troy. Yeah, right. And and, and Suzuki City was too during Supercross. Um, and then uh, who was the other one? I forget. I forget who the fourth one was, but I mean, there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of words have been typed since then. But right. but the um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to tell you, dude. I, I mean, it's uh, it, there, there are other teams in the pits. We have to well, cover them too. Uh, Steve has apologized. Kenny, you hey, hold hey, no grudge. It's all good. Cox, you hold no you know, grudge. There's no beef. Regardless, there's no beef here. All I know is Transworld would have covered you. That's all I know. Oh, well, I know. Uh, Transworld. Transworld wants to put uh, Andrew Short in and. It's just every, not just Trans World, but every magazine. <laughs> That's a joke, is, Cox. I was just it's the kidding. same. It's the same, same thing every week. And what do you mean it's the same thing every week? Do you want to pull out, pull, pull them out? Yeah, you should see. Have you been over here, Cox, to Mathis's spot? Uh, I've hung out with his dogs. I haven't actually seen the studio or anything. You've had um, to feed them as well, huh? No, he never. No, fed hey, them. Cox, I ain't no kidding. hard feelings. I'm, I'm just. It was more of like a, you know, just to call you and, and see what the deal was. I have no hard feelings. I don't care. I, I do oh, care. Dude, I, I do care, but you know, I I can't say that Racer X has not been nothing but good to us. I know Hart has a relationship with Davey, and you know they did a full. You know, when we first started, they did a full. You know, spread on our team, and you know. I think I wrote that. I think you might have, but th- at the end of the day, the irony. If if we were getting yes. results and we were doing what we needed to do, we'd be <laughs> everywhere. So maybe we'll work on that. If we come back next year, you can come talk to me at A one, and we'll. There well, we you know the. the of that actual story, just to clarify, Kenny, the reality of that actual story would, you know, any amount of results probably wouldn't have changed anything because that was really just about, you know, showing the other teams in the pits, you know, and, yeah, and what's yeah. going on. And, well, and if you if you guys were, were, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, um, you know, with results-wise or whatever, you know, it, it it wouldn't have necessarily changed the fact that we needed to get, you know, teams exposure. I, I agree. And you probably would have had a lot of other exposure at that point. Exactly. If, so, if we would have been doing what we needed to do, we would have got the exposure from the story on the race, not the story in the pits. And that's why. Well, yeah, yeah. That. Maybe that's the way. Maybe that's a good way to put it. But um, I mean, but Chris and I mean, both those guys 
were doing well this year. I mean, what, Chris had like a sixth or something at uh, Houston Ken, maybe that, Kenny, that very night? Kenny, if you ask Kenny, they suck balls. We didn't do that good. But you know what? Our, our deal season. right now is, I'm with you, Cox, though. I thought hey, blows Cox, were good. I think what the bottom line is is... The bottom line. Yeah. How many times are you going to say the bottom line? That's my trademark phrase. That's, you do own that. If, huh? we, if, we, if we don't get what we need for sponsorship money and to go get those top riders, there ain't no more Hart Huntington. Hey, Cox, did you hear Millsaps was a done deal with Hart Huntington? I heard that this weekend. No, but uh, um, I could have swore. No, no, that was that was a different scenario. No, I didn't hear hey, that. Hey, how was the press tent? Was it cool? Was there good food and drinks in there and everything? Air conditioning? Air conditioning. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was air conditioning. If, if you consider air conditioning to be like when there's dust blowing hot, by hot air all over your computer and stuff. Oh, okay. okay. All right. In that case, it's sort of like air conditioning. All right. But it's kind of like it. What's your take on the USGP? What do what, what, you think? Um, yeah, I mean, wow. I thought the racing was fine. Um, you know, it was reasonable. It was, you know, there wasn't a ton of passing up front um, for most of, the, most of the day. I mean, Muskin sort of ruined that in the, yeah. in the MX2. But, but um, then, uh, you know, but, dude, it was pathetic turnout. I couldn't even believe it. I think, I think the, uh, the owner of, you know, what's his name, Feldkamp, Bud. Said that it was. He said it was fifty percent of of their national sales, and I can't even imagine that that's true. I think that it was would be maybe lucky. twenty twenty percent oh, or twenty five percent. That's that's ridiculous. What, if you were to guess, what what number do you think? How many people were there? What would you think? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm not I'm not awesome at that, but you know, I could do that that whole Christopher Walken sketch from sound. I like. I'm bad with numbers, <laughs> but it's like a, uh, I don't know. I guess probably five thousand. Maybe you know six or six, maybe seven, but I, I highly doubt it. Me, got uh, into like well, Johnny O, myself, and Jr. here all agree is about two thousand people. And I say five hundred yeah. industry. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, if you don't count industry, but I was, you know, count, you know, you know what the craziest thing, and I, I wanted to mention this somewhere, so I'll mention it here. I saw more riders there that weren't racing than I've ever seen at a race in my life. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that's what but, I asked Steve. I said, "Who was there?" He said. Shit, I only seen. I uh, saw Tickle, Weimer, and Han. Steve rattled off five if he's lucky. Tickle. Yeah, I saw Tickle. I saw Tickle, Weimer, or no, I didn't see Weimer actually. So you saw Weimer, but I saw Tickle. I saw Han, uh, Will Han. I saw um, Hamblin. I saw Nicoletti. I saw uh, Metcalf. Uh, hey, did you see me? What was that? Did you see me? Definitely not. No, I didn't. No, but it was. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of fast dudes watching. Right. I was just like, wow, check that out. Right. It just started to occur to me throughout the day. Did, I kept seeing him. And I was like, hey, did you, so get weird. A, did you get any shots of the of the finish line falling down? Uh, I did. I <laughs> I got an epic shot of the kid who got land who who it fell on. Uh-huh. Um, well, actually, you guys can see it if you go to my website at coxmx.com in the in the motocross gallery that pops up when you first open the site. Uh-huh. Like the second shot in the motocross gallery. Um, you'll see a guy sitting there flipping two birds, and it, it's him. He's actually sitting up on a on a hay bale flipping two birds. But when you click on the photo, it expands and it shows like the whole Red Bull arch that had fallen on him and his bike. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. I mean, it's you know, it's not that funny to no. him, I guess. But. What about shots of Giuseppe and his bodyguards? Any of those? What was that? Any shots of Giuseppe and the bodyguards? No, but that's everywhere, dude. That, that's not even new news. That's you know, that's his his uh, it's his mo. 
Yeah, I know. I just couldn't believe Pictures. it. Pictures. I've heard it. But Johnny O yeah. couldn't believe it. Yeah, Johnny O was in shock, too. We had him on it earlier. No, I, yeah, well, I mean, I guess if you need bodyguards, you should have them. Yeah, I'm looking into that, too. Kenny's, yeah, Kenny's got a couple interviews he's got to do on Tuesday. All right, Cox, we got to go. Thank you, man. I hope right, hopefully you and Watson are buddies still. All right, happy Memorial Day. Hey, Thanks. salute the troops. All right. Bye. Hey, you know what I forgot to do? What'd you forget to do? Uh, what I forgot to do after, after the X Men Goggle Terror segment. Yeah, I suck. he did it. He didn't do it, man. I was trying to back you up, but all right. And with that, with we're that. Go- we're gonna end the uh, the Pulp MX show this yep. week. Um, right on. I Thank think you, I'm still sunburned. Thank you, JGRMX.com. Thank you. TREMX.com. Thank you, X Brand Goggles. Thank you, Rockwell Watches, for all the support. Thank you, Kenny, for coming on on Memorial Day. No problem. I appreciate it. Please check those 45 text messages on red ones. That's a lot. Um, and J- JR, thank you for coming. Anytime. Thanks appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you next week after Texas. Uh, after what's that? Texas. But what's uh, I just want to give a shout out. I uh, just want to say, give a shout out to my really good friend that passed away, uh, Mark the Bear Smith. Uh, just go Google his name, find out a little bit about him. But uh, tomorrow or Wednesday is his service, and I just want to give a shout out to his family and friends. And uh, we all love you, Bear. And uh, see you on the other side, my friend. All right, and with that, we're out. See you next week. Thanks. You know how to cut to the Where's core, the of me, Baxter. You're so wise, but like a miniature Buddha, covered in hair.